Welcome to The Right Film. My name is Sean. I'm Steven. I'm Thomas. And I'm Harvey Gladden. Alright guys, come up on this episode, we have a review of Wind River. We'll see talk some stuff that we watched during the week, maybe some other stuff that was in theaters. And we also have a topic, pretty interesting one. It is uh, movies that uh, takes place in one room. Right, guys? Or location. Or, okay. or location? Okay. Like a state? or like, um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think if, it, if it's like a like plot a device. If it's like a plot device. I mean, I think even so, like, the rules can be bended. Like, they can leave for... We don't bend rules here. Oh, sure we do. Um, that's all we do. All right. We'll figure it out. We cool. got this. All right, excited to hear some of you guys pick. But uh, how was everybody's week? What about you, Steve? Did anything? What happened? Uh, <laughs> no, it was super busy. Uh, uh, I was working at call it the new like Samsung event. They announced a new phone, so I was there for that, oh, yeah? which was you, pretty dope. You played with it? Yeah. What is it called? The Note 8. Oh, the Note 8. Uh, it's pretty big, right? Yeah, not really. No? That's yeah, the size of like his phone. Oh, okay. Give or take. Nice. It's nice. Yeah, I was playing. My mom has one of the new. Uh, is it the S8? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty nice, it's actually. Nice. Yeah, they, they Samsung. I'm not a fan of Samsung either. They're, so. they're doing big things. Really? They have a lot of nice phones. So, uh, yeah, it was cool. I got nice. to, uh, and I was like. Aren't they under investigation by the Korean government? Uh, I can't I can't speak on their behalf. So, uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> Didn't did any partying? I saw you went to Yakiniku. Oh, yeah, I got Oh, uh, no. Oh, about? yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Wait, which one did you go to? Uh, Gikaku. All right. Yeah, I mean, it was I'll good. Let it, I'll let it slide. Oh, we, we caught happy hour. We got a few drinks in us. Got some food. Some food. It was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I asked my girlfriend if she wanted to go, and she said it sounded like Bukaki. <laughs> <laughs> well, she said no. She's like, where? That was her, no, that thank was her you. Reasoning? No. No, we, uh, we were both hungover. So I mean, we were bedridden the whole day. You guys don't eat meat, so there's no reason for you. I mean, when I went with you in uh, Miami, I just had the shrimp and squid. Yeah, you can just yeah, have some veggies. Yeah, but that's veggies. not yakiniku, though. I mean, it's that's the like, experience I go for, not the food. Yeah, yeah. it's like when, when like, uh, I like to cook my own shrimp. It's like when squid. I worked at Burger King and, and Hindu people would come in and order Whoppers with no meat. I'm like, just go somewhere else. It's experience. <laughs> they want to say they went to Burger King that day. <laughs> just go to a nice... That seems like the most fucking counter. Like, it was like, why would they just... Go? They could literally go anywhere that has like just salad or vegetarian options, but they go to a place called Burger King. And they to have get a piece bread of bread and lettuce and mayonnaise. And That's like yeah. when my mom well tell my mom I'm going to Burger King. And she's like, "What you gonna get?" Huh? <laughs> 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 like, get it the bread and lettuce, of course. Meanwhile, Sean's burger. like stuffing his face with beef. No one knew in his household. Yeah. But, but here's the here's the <laughs> kicker: they have chicken on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> why, why why would you fucking all right? I'm I feel they don't get a Whopper, but replace the beef with chicken. That'd be a good. You mean a chicken sandwich? Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, but it's the a only, Whopper, though. Yeah, the only difference though is like ketchup and mustard and pickles. I love for the right? cashier to correct you. He's like, "Sir, do you mean a chicken sandwich?" And they point to it. No, I like, want a chicken Whopper. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sir. I'm surprised they haven't marketed a chicken Whopper yet. Uh, yeah. Burger King is pulling out all the stops. They're slowly dying, which is sad. But uh, you just, if you, I don't know if you've been in there and you look at the shit they're trying to put on their menu, and they're like. What can we do? They're actually we uh, running out of ideas. They've raised their prices as well, too. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I wouldn't know. I haven't been in like years. I went uh, a few years ago, and the prices were much higher <laughs> than McDonald's. <laughs> How much? What are we looking at? Like 2 $3 more than a regular sandwich that you get Dude, at McDonald's. I remember, I remember it was like 7 bucks to get a, a combo mushroom. You're saying they're, 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 they're yeah, like 2 to like $3? dollars nine. I, it might be New York pricing. I don't know. Yeah, New York is like super expensive even with fast food. Yeah. Th- this week on Do the Right Burger King. We do this every week. You know what's funny? I was telling my girlfriend yesterday, I'm, I'm craving fast food because I haven't had fast food in like 
couldn't tell you one. Like I was talking about like McDonald's. I wanted like fries and stuff. I've been craving oh. McDonald's for like a couple months now. And yeah. don't uh, do it. Uh, uh, as a we'll see. As as someone who recently had it after drinking see, a lot the other night, um, you guys, it's very dark. I see it as a, like a treat at this point because I haven't been in like years. Dude. It's like it's like you're excited to eat it, but then when you actually real because this is the thing when you go to McDonald's, you don't you don't get one thing. You look at the dollar menu, you're like, I can get all these things for like five bucks. I got a yeah. confession. What? Uh, me and my girlfriend get nuggets like on a weekly basis. You get chicken nuggets on a weekly basis? This way, this way, what? <laughs> Best chicken nuggets in the game, Wendy's. Yeah, Doesn't spicy nuggets. Doesn't compare to McDonald's. Um, I went to Chick-fil-A uh, yesterday. Oh, there's a Chick-fil-A around here. Uh, I went no. to Chick-fil-A weekly. I went to Long Island. <laughs> oh. Oh, nice. nice oh, yeah. Nice Talk stand. about your trip a little bit. Um, they told me you went to Montauk? <laughs> they, they told me. Um, yeah. Yeah, I went to Montauk yesterday. Something I've always wanted to do. Um, I think you guys are supposed to go. You guys like Steve got too drunk and he couldn't make it. Apparently. Yeah, that's exactly exactly what happened. Well, uh, so Montauk, if you don't know, it's at the tip of Long Island. Uh, very cool, very cool. I drove all the way out there to see the cliffs. I didn't go for the fucking the white people because that's there's a lot of them. I wasn't. A, I'm not surprised. Who goes for the white people? I've never heard of a reason I, for that. The town was full of people. Oh. I can only imagine they were there to be around other white people. I would go that... for the seafood. The seafood is supposed to be incredible out there. Yeah, yeah but um, I don't know. I, I didn't see any alert of the town. I, didn't, I saw no reason to hang well, out in town. Uh, I, people have told me at the hostel that if you go to Montauk, you should definitely check out the Hamptons as well because those those towns are supposed to be really nice. Yeah, but they just feel gross to me. I just don't like the, the Hampton culture there. Right. Um, but I, so I do, yeah, I do, however, love the, uh, the, the cliffs crashing with the ocean. I, was I it beautiful? It, it was absolutely uh, amazing. Did you cry? I just didn't expect it to feel that big when you're standing on top of I've seen of some one. really good drone footage of that cliff, the Shadmore stuff. Yeah, Shadmore's the state park is the highlight of that, uh, that area. Montauk Point is okay, but I mean, it's, it's completely crowded. Did you do people. a lighthouse tour? No, mm. I you missed out. I don't care about lighthouses. There's one in Jupiter. I don't oh, need is. to go to that one. It's taller too. <laughs> that one's um, pretty cool. Um, but Shadmore, it's free. It's cool as fuck. So I like the water looked tropic, and like we're three hours from New York City. It's pretty crazy. Nice. I really, really enjoyed my my stay there. I'm gonna go back in the winter time and get like. More footage and stuff when there's no people there. For stuff. some reason, I don't know why, but when he said, I'm going to go back in the wintertime, and he's like, so I could, I, and I thought you were going to say, get tan. I, I thought you were going to say, to die. I don't know why to I die. thought that at all. I don't know. I want to go back and do a lot of things. I want to kayak. People are paddleboarding the, the clear blue waters along the cliffs, and I was like, fuck. It's great. Uh, but I'll make, I'm going to make a video about my, my little trip there soon. Yeah. So. Next time, you know, maybe just invite one, right, two, or three Let us know the release date. We'll check it out. <laughs> All right. Cool. What about you, Harvey? That's pretty much it. Um, I saw you went to a concert with, with me last night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they do that. We uh, wow. saw Surf Curse last night. Yeah. How good were they, huh? They're pretty good. Yeah. They're really fun live. Yeah. I like them a lot. They have a lot of energy. How crazy is that? That guy was a tr- drummer and lead singer. Yeah, he's he's incredible at it. He's I couldn't fathom amazing. doing that. It's very difficult. And it also takes Dude, a lot he, of fucking energy yeah, to scream he, like that. He's a great but, drummer, too. Yeah. I love that guy. They're really fun to see live. Mm-hmm. Uh. Other than that, though, I guess I worked a lot this week. Um, yeah. Put in some extra hours and stuff. Oh, that's always good. Working hard. Yeah. It's always good. 
same same with me. I put in a couple hours there and here, and I took off a little bit by coming in late. <laughs> <laughs> so you like broke even? Or? Yeah. And um, yeah. yeah, I went to the concert. It was fun. We went out Saturday. Got really drunk. That's why Steve wasn't able to go to Montauk Friday. Friday. Yeah. And um, yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, I got a movie pass. You, I fell into peer pressure. Yeah. Even though I was against it. You're a uh, ridiculous for being against it. Yeah, I signed a petition with AMC to help them turn it now. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> you know what's funny? Okay, so real quick about Movie Pass. I feel like we're gonna keep talking about Movie Pass until the bubble bursts it's and important. then it just ends. Important stuff. Uh, so I read up saying that AMC wasn't accepting e-tickets, and I was just like, "That's fucking really well, specific." They're not of, just like, the only ones. Most places aren't accepting uh, e-ticket, and like for Movie Pass, I think it's yeah. just regal. And I was just <laughs> like, "I'm like." So can I use it? So when I went to go see the movie yesterday, I just like ran over to uh, uh, Lo- what is it Lowe's Kips Kips Bay? Yeah, that one is the best fucking theater. It's uh, my I went favorite there. AMC for yeah. sure. I went there, used my movie pass, no problem. I, I just didn't understand what was the specific e ticket. Like, what do they are mean? Different by- than basically, I think you can like buy that on your phone and just scan the barcode when you get there. Whereas you used it the traditional way, where you checked in and they and then you bought your ticket at the theater. Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, I think it's e-ticketing. That's different. it's that's weird. I don't. That's a, such a specific thing it, to like. Well, no, I mean e-ticketing is probably helpful, and, I, and they should do it. But like, for instance, if we go see like a big movie on a like a busy night. Yeah, know? I don't mind this just because we're getting away with murder and we're not paying anything. So I'm just gonna deal Especially with it like somewhere. Like we're like the the fucking hitmen. Like we <laughs> see all these movies for the podcast and we're just draining them. They're dry. all sitting there in their offices, like no one's gonna see more than one movie in a month. Meanwhile, we're just like every week. Yeah. I literally told my girl she got it too. Um, I yeah, could, yeah I told my boss Mine to get too. it. Yeah, everybody at my work is getting yeah. them. It's uh, it's crazy. I don't know what's gonna happen to this. I'm gonna try to movies every night. Are they gonna possible. be really successful, or they're gonna collapse? And yeah. burn in a couple of months. They could either change cinema or or burn, burn to the ground. All mm-hmm. thanks to us, right? We did this. All I right. want to see a movie tonight. Anybody want to go? Well, I might. I might go see. Uh, you got to pay full price though. Yeah, I, I go uh, happily with <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Support, man. But uh, you guys want to talk some movies? Let's talk movies. All right. Well, I believe somebody lost the game last week. Was it Harvey? Yeah. Yeah, it was me. Did you watch the movie selected by Steve? I did watch the uh, the Chosen movie. Okay. I don't know what it was. I, I completely forgot what movie it was. <laughs> I, I did too. That's why. I'm so Harvey right now could have easily watched any, any movie. Right and now. he's like, yeah, I watched blah, blah, blah. I'm like, did I? I totally okay. forgot about the entire Was it Split? Thing. Oh, no. it was Split. It was uh, In the Name of the King, too. <laughs> <laughs> it was Sean Split. <laughs> yeah, it was Split. Okay, good. I was like, what the fuck? I don't even remember I won. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, God. Okay. Split. I feel like I shouldn't talk about this movie very much because we've already talked about it like twice, I think, Mm -hmm. on the podcast. Yeah. Well, you know. Third time's the charm. Brief us. Yeah, real quick. Have you seen it, Sean? Just let us know what you thought. Did you Uh, hate it? Did you love it? Were you eh? So, I'm fairly (laughs) middle of the road about this movie. Um I like him, Night Shyamalan. I liked, I kind of liked his last movie, his return to uh, the visit form. Yeah, the visit. Um, that one was pretty entertaining. It wasn't uh, very complex, but uh, this one's a bit different. This one is um, 
this one it doesn't necessarily take on like the supernatural and like uh alien themes of like his previous movies these deal more with um you know with uh like uh, the psychology of a person and uh i feel like the, the human pot- condition yeah, right and the yeah potential of the human brain and uh james mcavoy's character he has a condition i believe they call it did or something like that which is basically just multiple personality disorder except in this case it it's like a more extreme form because like uh i don't believe that multiple personality disorder is like a, a real thing right i don't think that's like a thing i think that's just like a it doesn't sound like a disorder it sounds like a superpower yeah that's how they explain it in the movie too it's kind of like a superpower because when he uh becomes these people his like a uh, physical form can change not necessarily on the outside but like within like one of his characters was like diabetic and so he requires insulin when he's that character like he doesn't think he does like psychology like uh psychologically like he physically needs insulin um and so yeah he kidnaps three girls and uh he's using them for a purpose that purpose purpose becomes clear later when he's trying to sort of reach this pinnacle in like human uh evolution or human form like he's taking on like a 24th uh personality and this personality is not can't this personality can't be defined as like a human like he's very superhuman he is incredibly powerful and he's very different than uh all these other personalities um i liked james mcavoy's acting i thought that was really well done he has some really really great moments in this movie especially where he's like playing the the little boy hedwig mm-hmm. um like he is pretty fucking terrifying like just it's, watching him yeah it's he's, so it's crazy he's just it's so like instant and so minute how the way he just like how the way he just he'll stand up straight yeah yeah or he would just like it's just his whole like body position his movement it would yeah. just change and you James just Mac- know something yeah. happening. there's a dance scene with that character yeah in the middle of the movie that's that one was of my like favorite. the hi- highlight of the movie yeah, for that's, me. that's probably my favorite part of the movie too he's he's so fucking creepy in this role and he does it so well like Mm-hmm. Is there a point it's that you a character study that you yeah. like sympathize with him in a way because it's something that um, he literally couldn't control towards the end I did sympathize with this character um because there is a real there is a real person there his name is Kevin but you don't really see Kevin throughout the entire movie because he's like being suppressed by all these different personalities and so when you finally do get to see Kevin I did feel very bad for him because he has no idea what's going on he's like He's, he's like in the sunken place. And yeah. like there's all these personalities that are just taking over his life. He's the bitch. Yeah, he is the bitch. Yeah. Of I all think 23 they, I, of them. I think they called him like the bitch, basically. The, yeah, the, they basically consider him the weak one. <laughs> yeah. Like he can't handle yeah. anything. Yeah, he can't handle anything. So he's kind of created all these personalities. And now they run his life. Uh, the things I didn't like about this movie. Um, I feel like it didn't go into depth, like with the condition, like. She talks about it very briefly, the doctor, like uh, Kevin's doctor. She talks about it very briefly when she's on a panel. She's doing like a Skype panel with uh, some scientists and stuff like in Paris or something. But you don't really get to see anybody else with this condition because she supposedly has uh, multiple uh, patients. Well, yeah, I think he's the one who has it the most severe, right? Like his his, his is the worst that she's seen. I would have liked for her to like have talked about his condition more and talked about 
like how like there's a lot of things like someone this psychologically disturbed like mentally disturbed how is he on his own like it makes no sense to me like there's a lot of it's because potholes in that form yeah like it makes no sense he has obviously like i I suppose like seen other like uh psychologists and um and I, I think that's more of a question of like one of his uh, one of his um, personalities is like aware yeah. of everything that's going on. That's the thing. Like, there, I think there was one personality who was constantly in control. Yeah. And yeah. but I think all of them Barry. all take yeah Barry t- is and always like in an control. adult and like, can handle himself as yeah. just a yeah. regular adult. But I think all of them also, even though like to some extent, all know how to take care of him. Like they can, they're fine. They don't really need someone there watching them constantly because they've all they were made. To protect him. Yeah. They were made to protect him. At the same time, though, like, a, there's just no way that he could have gone undiagnosed and, like, not, like, undiagnosed by, like, an actual, another <laughs> medical professional that wasn't that doctor and be living on the... his own and have, like, a sense of responsibility, like, in life. Like, he works at a zoo with, like, dangerous animals. I don't, I don't understand how... That works. I, th- I mean, I think this is all mentioned, but and maybe it's just the movie's fault that it, it explains it. But in the poorest, like I hate to say poorest way, but it, it is mentioned like briefly in one of their sessions, saying that he's seen he's seen other doctors. That doctor is his favorite. He's been through this already, and he and she even said like you're the fastest recovery. Like you're you're adapting well to your new job. Yeah. Most people don't adapt this well. And it almost seems like she's hiding him as well. Yeah, I mean, it's colleagues. not like it's yeah. That's, you could tell the relationship is something a little bit different than yeah. she has with everyone else as well. Like she wants to prolong all of that stuff to study him more. Yeah. Maybe, but then again, maybe it is maybe just like that poor. It's poor explanation on the movie's part mm-hmm. of like how how can make that, how that to make also this comes down to uh, just M Night's way of telling story throughout his entire career. <laughs> like he focuses on things that he really wants you just to focus on, but like so, like certain things like that, which could you know possibly a plot, plot hole. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want you to second think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Overall, the um, how do you feel? I'm, I'm fairly middle of the road about the movie. I don't mm-hmm. dislike it. I don't love it. Um, I thought it was an okay movie. Okay. It's uh, I feel like it's kind of unbalanced in some ways. Um, like I'm not sure. I don't know how to explain this, but uh. We're showing a mentally ill person, and we're showing them as violent and stuff. Um, but I'm not really sure if the movie wants me to be afraid of this character because he is potentially violent as like a mentally unstable person, or if it wants me to be afraid of. I don't know. I'm not making any sense. I think, I think if you're <laughs> talking about sense. being afraid, it's more afraid of what this guy really is and what he's portray- like, what he's saying he what is. What he's capable of, yeah. maybe. But I feel, if anything, throughout this whole film, I think I felt more sympathy. And, I, and right. it's like more like, for me at least, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it is scary, but I feel more sympathy towards his character as the movie progresses and also the other main lead, because I feel like we, we kind of overlook the three females in this movie as well. Yeah. It's a, because they are overshadowed by his performances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I are. mean, they're there for a purpose and that's the only way we, the audience look at them as. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I, I mean, I can understand. I know, I know this movie's not definitely. I could see people being like, you know, definitely middle of the road. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. His performance like overshadowed them to a point where I wa- actually wanted more of uh, that main female lead. I can't remember her name in the movie. Yeah. But she's not. Uh, I don't know. Like when I think of like uh, captivity movies, I think of like something like Ten Cloverfield Lane, where she's like. Spoiler. I haven't seen it yet. Oh well, I'm not, I'm not going <laughs> to spoil it. No, that movie, I believe, is advertises that. Oh, okay, know. okay. I was just in there. I've, I've been. Yeah, it's one of those a, movies that I like never got around to watching. I don't want to watch it. Uh, I could be wrong. <laughs> no, that's, I don't know. That's not a spoiler. No, I don't think so. Um, great movie. What about uh, that great shot of Jessica Sula in her thong? Yeah, that was a. <laughs> that was a good shot. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh you got stills? I got some stills. All right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there goes ten minutes. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wanted like something more of her character. Like we got a lot of backstory like through the flashbacks. Um, I believe when she was sleeping, but I wanted her character to just be more present, be more resourceful, be more captivating while she was on screen, like plotting something. She was just kind of doing nothing really. <laughs> That's not and, a movie uh, or real. Uh. Um. So uh, yeah. Overall, I want, I want to hear a rating. I want to hear a rating. This movie is confusing to me because all three of you have talked about this movie, and uh, none of your reviews have made any sense to me. You have to watch it. I know. It's, I mean, it's one of those movies I probably have to watch. It's like all right. So the overall confusing movie. It's not. No, I mean, it's, if it's a confusing movie to put into words, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I think at the end of the, I think it's something you should watch. I definitely recommend it. It's yeah, gonna I be, mean. I, I'll get around to it. You know, I'm, I'm too busy seeing new releases of my movie pass. There's just uh, like those issues that I tried to explain, and uh, I just think the movie's payoff at the end isn't very worth it. It's not worth the two hours that I invested in it. I wasn't very satisfied with the ending, with the with his overall goal. Not even the final shot. Or he's in the mirror. Or not? Or no, not no, before the very, that. very final. It was like. Or was oh, it before or after? Can, yeah, we, we all want to say it because uh, I want to spoil it. Yeah, that. I really did not like that. I, for, I completely forgot about it, but I really <laughs> hated that. Like, a lot. I loved right. it. A this lot. Is weird. I liked it, yeah. I was like, I was yeah. Cool. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I'm intrigued. It, like, it completely, it like threw the win, the movie out the window for me. I'm like, this guy, this guy cheesy as shit. That's yeah, how, man. We're, I, about, we're about to get dropped with some shit. I next think the next, next one's going to be good. Yeah. yeah. That's how I felt about the monologue in Ghost Story. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah, we're not. We can't bring this up. We haven't watched it yet. I need no. to watch it so I understand. So, yeah. I guess. Yeah, the final thing I was trying to say is that yeah, I don't think uh, like that twenty fourth personality, like his motivations, it it just doesn't seem like worth all the effort and like the effort of watching this movie and like seeing him progress into becoming this like fucking I don't know, it's like final Super Saiyan fucking form. It, like it, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> Blast well, we haven't seen the, we haven't seen all of it yet. Apparently, yeah, just mostly his reasoning, like mm-hmm. his reasoning and uh, like the motivations behind it. It's like the, I don't know. I would have preferred it if he were just a crazy killer that was just bloodthirsty. Well, don't give anything away. <laughs> so yeah, what do you give it? I want to hear a score. Drop that shit. Give it a three oh. out of five. Oh, okay, that's not bad. Yeah, that's reasonable. That's three out of five. Sixty out of a hundred. Yeah. yeah. Six Something. out of ten. Okay, math person. Nerd. Okay, cool. So, Steve, you got anything? 
You said you watched a ton of movies. What does that mean? Yeah, Ooh. I watched a couple. Watched How some, many? Watch some shorts. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, one is just a rewatch. Don't talk about that one. Yeah, I'm not talking about it because I don't. Want, I really don't want to talk Can't about it. Can't trash it. Yeah, that one's trashed. Uh, uh, so what? Which one do you want me to start off with? I have three choices. Jesus Christ. Death Note. Jesus Christ. Uh, Train to Busan. You know, I I found out today. That the Netflix uh, Death Note, it was a movie. I thought it was a yeah, I thought so too. I thought it was going to be a series too. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll talk I've about talked, it. I've talked oh, about yeah. Train to Busan on the podcast. So I think you should talk about Death Note. And I can, my I can fi- help my you fun, with Death Note. Well, my my final one, and I feel like Tom would really want to hear this, is I don't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this, I mean, is a, this is a conundrum. <laughs> talk about Death Note first and then give a quick overview. You can't have much to say about Death Note. Uh... <laughs> Can I tell you? I've been reading stuff about this movie. Apparently, this shit was horrendous. I Real, saw, before you start, Steve, I started it. And uh, there was a moment about 20 minutes in where they sum up about 10 episodes worth of the anime. Yeah, that's where, it, they, that's where it all goes in wrong. In 45 seconds, and, and I shut it off. I yeah, that's... Like, nope, that's the... You, you, nope, so so nope. the number one problem with this movie, I think we all know what this is. It's an adaptation of the Japanese manga, or I mean the anime. I feel like there's a manga, anime, and then this movie. Uh, and it basically, they changed the characters and they changed the setting to be in Seattle. Uh, the one critical... Yeah, get yeah, a little bit. Should have uh, did it in Oklahoma. The, <laughs> no, or Montauk. Uh, the one thing I would say the major complaint is that they changed a lot of critical characters, like who they are, like like core to them, to, to the whole purpose of the show. I feel like their whole character is like what pushes the the drama and the intrigue and they changed the main character from like a very intelligent, very charming guy to this fucking moody emo S kid. He's like, no one understands me. And he's just kind of angsty and it kind of ruins it a bit because the whole, oh, like, it, I think that's it's his brutal. number. Yeah. That's the number one problem. Uh, second problem is the pacing. This is, uh, this is, Let's see. It consists of two seasons of the anime, so they try to crunch the first season into a less than a two-hour movie. So, like you said, they're gonna fast forward, like they're gonna montage a lot of this shit, and they montage to like some of the most critical moments because, like, these moments are kind of what justifies him becoming who he ends up becoming. So, if you don't know Death Note, maybe this sounds super vague. It's just basically about a boy who gets who stumbles upon this book called the death note and whoever's name you write in it you they they die and i believe it's like within two minutes there's like a lot of specific rules yeah. about this but what a great power dude oh uh, yeah and it's it seems but interesting for anybody real quick for anybody like denying that i denied this anime for a very long time because i don't like anime nerds i don't you know and, and they <laughs> and they all like this show and one, and one day i just got the spark to like give it a, ch- a chance and it was one of the best animes I've ever seen. It's Breaking Bad in animation. It's it's, a, it's actually just as visceral as is uh, um, Breaking a, Bad. Yeah. And so imagine if you're watching a Breaking Bad. Uh, I've said Breaking show. Bad like ten times in the past. <laughs> because he loves seconds. that show, and that's the only point of reference he really well, has for no, TV. Well, no, but imagine <laughs> they made it into a, t- a movie, and they skipped seasons two, three, and four, which we all know are like the most critical. <laughs> they put them in a montage. This they, is yeah. what this show did. Like it's ridiculous. It's and I think that's it's like two things. They change the main character, and then on top of that, the pacing is god awful. They just kind of ram through all these key moments 
Uh, also, I'm not a big fan of like stylistically what this director was doing, like in terms of visuals and like the angles that he would choose. It just seems super obscure. And at the end of the day, I feel like this anime, I don't care what anyone says, it's just certain animes cannot be adapted into live action. And this is one of them. Ghost in the Shell had a shot in the dark. Like it, it was one of those that could easily be transferred into a live action film. Well, it was but a movie this, though. Ghost in the Shell animation was a movie being translated into a movie. This is a very dense TV show. Well, I mean, I mean, in the sense that it's just like the things that are happening are so kind of like far fetched, and to put it in live action, it seems it's laughable. Like there's times where you're just kind of yeah. like, this is super super cheesy. I think they could. I think the Japanese already did this. They already made a well, live I, action. Well, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure it was it was like an actual like shot, like not shot for shot, but they I feel like it's one of those yeah. like which I think is still doable. It. I mean, cuz it, it could work if you actually drag it out just as long as the anime, but yeah. when you when you sum it up, it's so like who's at, who asked for that? Wh- which one of you nerds was petitioning for this and fucking wasted people's time? Who, I would I wouldn't Who was it? <laughs> Let me I'm a fight them. <laughs> Because I saw Death Note, and the last thing I would ever want is for that to be crammed into an hour and a half. No, it's a joke. I think that's the worst part about it. I would say the best part, and it's me just kind of really picking at things, is that, I mean, I like the story. I like the story. I mean, it's still there. It's just not told properly. Yeah. And then also, I think William Dafoe actually does a really good job as Ryuk. He like looks, his voice, Ryuk looks good in this, but I mean, yeah, you know, I, VFX would work as cheap these days, you know. Yeah, like the v, the the actual like design of Ruk and this the show and the way he's kind of portrayed, I think he's the best part. But guess what? You don't get much of him. Yeah, he's just there in the background, and it's like, and and we just get time with fucking light, this emo kid or this kid who's and trying to oppress a girl, and he's like just angsty and mad at the world because it's not the way he wants it to be, and it's just like. I don't know. I feel like light in the anime was just so different. I feel like you liked him at first. And this one, I hated this guy from from the minute it started. Yeah. I feel like this is this movie tried I'm to be. Surprised you sat through it. I, I shut it off. I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm I, I wanted to see it. I wanted to see it before I made judgment. So I, I was like, all right, I'm halfway through it. Let me just finish it. I think the end sequence was almost laughable. Like they played these like weird. The soundtrack was weird. It was a lot of just like random like rock, like, like 90s rock influence. <laughs> I like, heard that. Uh, I didn't make it that far, but I heard about that. Yeah, and uh, like I said, I think my favorite part is just watching Ryuk. And then also, I mean, Els and, and the guy who portrays L, he does an okay job. I mean, he, he's very eccentric and weird. I like the old L better. But uh, uh, honestly, this movie, pass. Just watch the anime. If you really, really are curious and you want to waste, you know, like two hours of your life, then yeah, go for it by all means. But... Uh, I'm gonna let you know right now. We're gonna get a Death Note two, so that's happening. Uh, all right, just give it a half star and talk about the movie we all want to hear about. Uh, do you guess someone else wants to go first I before I jump in? It? Just get yours out the way. Movie. Uh, just wait. Which one, Train to Busan, or I don't feel at home in this world? Well, Harvey said he already <laughs> talked in depth about Train to Busan. We've, we've talked in depth to... about both of those. I movies. know. <laughs> oh shit! But but I don't feel at home in this world is more controversial. You know? Uh, Train to Busan, I liked. I think I just want to put it out there. I liked it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I actually would like to talk about that one, but uh, I don't I, feel at home in this can. world. I have I have you notes. Can. I don't care. This is the first time I actually wrote shit down, and I, w- I watched the movie late at night. And uh, <laughs> and uh, let's see. So I'm gonna start off with this. Um, <laughs> this is weird. I think I'm between you and Sean. Yeah. I'm I like really that. in the middle because there it's this this is like a mixed bag of ideas. Like there's elements I like. 
uh, and there's elements I don't like. Like I get the humor, but it didn't make me laugh. That's As my it, review. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like I get it. Like there's moments I did laugh. Right. Like I think like, <laughs> the funniest part of me was like where Elijah would like bust down the door to one of these criminals' houses and he takes the throwing star and fucking throws it at the wall and he looks and he at pulls them. pulls it out. <laughs> he struggles to pull it out. Because that's like, how hard I threw it. <laughs> <laughs> like I get why you find it funny, but overall for me, this movie kind of left me very like, eh. It was very much, uh, very much kind of a little bit of a whimper. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, I, I, weird. I, I think it really boiled down to the humor, whether or not you like you yeah. like the humor. Well, that's the thing. There was moments I did like. I love how this, like, a lot of the characters were just so detached in terms of uh, like, like when like, she goes over, I'm like, oh me, yeah, I've been robbed, and then the hu- like that one scene where the husband walks in, and he just like so whatever about he's like, to, yeah. But to me, there's a scene in here that's often overlooked, and. I, I, it's just my kind of humor it's so out of place and like like there there's a scene where the there's a like a bad guy in the movie and he's at a party he's not invited to and he takes a shit into the top tank of the toilet. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's just so out of place and he just starts making weird phase in the mirror and then like like Yeah. That, I don't know. I like that. It's funny to me. You know, I think this uh, and, he, me- and then the way uh he gets caught at the party. I mean, all that shit just snowballs for me but sure I, I i get it my girlfriend said the same thing you said she was like somewhere in between me and sean like i liked ideas and i liked the elements i loved i loved how was the way the boring? director made i wouldn't say it was boring yeah uh but i definitely feel like it was very slow at times just kind of like watching it because there is a moment in the film where it's just like almost nothing happens and then finally things kick up again it, it just i don't know it just it, it feels like it has a lot of a. Uh, like the narrative is not cohesive enough. Like you're not sure what is happening. You understand what she's trying to do and what the goals of the characters are, but it's just I feel like it doesn't happen quick enough, and it doesn't capture my intention enough to where I can just like be invested. Word. Uh, yeah. So I would have to easily say I'm kind of between you guys in terms of like how I felt about this. It's not definitely. I don't know. It's. <laughs> It's a it's a difficult movie for me to review. I just, because I just enjoy I just enjoy the stupid humor. I don't know what it is. Like when the guy spoils the book in the bar, like or making Blair, he spoils the book. I mean, to me, that's just funny. Yeah, and like that's I what I'm know. saying. I just like, like I just I just I chuckled. Chuckled. Maybe maybe I watched. Maybe I need to do another rewatch yeah, because I watched it. I I rewatched it too, and I I get what you guys are saying. Yeah, most definitely. So, uh, yeah, that's how that's how I felt about that. I'm sorry, man. That's all right. What's your rating on that? score. Eh? Uh, didn't really think about it. I would say like... Probably three, right? I would say a solid three, to be honest, because I felt like there's... I, it's not enough for me to really hate this movie because there's nothing I hated, but there's nothing I really like loved about it. Like, I, I, I'll be saying like, oh, I'm glad I watched it. Yeah. I'll say that much. Like, I think what it was very What did you give this movie, Shomo? I think four or four and a half or something. I feel like you gave it a strong four and a half. I might have given it four and a half, yeah. I really Jeez, enjoyed it. Four and a half. <laughs> It's in my top I five. I gave it a two and a half. All right. That's me. I'm done. Ne- next one's right. Ghost Story. Then we're all going to be on pace. What else did you watch? Oh, you're done. Train yeah, to Busan. But yeah, I feel, that's how, yeah, we talked I feel about bad it. that my, my selfish movie took up that review. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's yours? What do you got for us? I got some good for you guys. Is it good? Um, well, I got some interesting content for you guys. I don't know if it's good. Um, <laughs> you guys all quivered in fear when I pulled out my phone. Kill us. 
So, um, I watched Death Note, but, you know, fuck that. I turned it off. Um, so, instead, I watched Gook. Oh, I heard about this movie. Gook. Gook. It feels good to be allowed to say that, huh? I'm just kidding. Um, if you don't know, Gook is a Asian slur. For country? No, I mean, it, it, it's what they started calling people in the Vietnam and Korean War. Mm, I see. I mean, using in, um, in, in Korean, Torino? It means, yeah, in Korean, it means, like, country. It's like a suffix for country, but... Uh, it's used, you know, to, it's derogatory. All right. So Duh. this is, uh, written and directed by Justin Chan. You may know him from the Twilight series. That's about all I know him from, to be oh, honest. Wow, there's a lot of Asian people in here. Um, not really. Uh, not a lot of anybody in this movie. Yeah. Um, so it's starring Justin Chan, David So, which we'll get to in a minute. It's Simone Baker and Curtis Cook Jr. Uh, the reason I heard about this is because my girlfriend follows a YouTuber, David So. He's like a comedy, like Korean, like L.A. YouTuber guy. He's kind of funny. Um, and she's been super excited for it. I was like, sure, I'll go see it with you. I saw the trailer, and it looked intriguing. The first trailer was very A24-esque, like what they did with It Comes at Night. Like, it does not tell you what kind of movie it is. It's weird. I've seen a movie um, this guy was in. Which one? Uh, Justin Chong. Yeah, I mean, he's Revenge in Revenge of the things. Green Dragons. He's in some sh- regular, like just random shit, and he's like yeah. in Twilight and stuff. And you wouldn't expect him to write a movie like this, but uh, uh, to summarize the movie, it's a bla- it's a black and white movie about a couple of Asian brothers who have a shoe store, right? Um, and they're accompanied by like an eleven year old streetwise black girl, and it's set to the backdrop of the day the verdict of Rodney King, um, the guy who killed Rodney King was you know acquitted mm-hmm. and he uh there was rioting in the streets and shit um and it um it also suits our topic a couple of week uh, a couple episodes ago where we did 24 hour movies no it's a 24 hour movie oh damn you should have watched this before yeah um all right so i'm gonna set the stage here think clerks but they're asian mm-hmm. mix in a little do the right thing Mm-hmm. Half Nelson and Boys in the Hood. Those are the three. This is all the whole time. I kept thinking of all those movies, and that's a weird mix, right? I mean, um, also shot by Terrence Malick. There's yeah. a lot of good. I, I lost track after <laughs> Dude, like the third one. But think about it. The setting wise, Boys in the Hood. It feels like Corks. It's black and white, and they own a shoe store, and it takes place mostly at the shoe store, and. um Half Nelson because there's a relationship with a, a young black girl. Okay. Um, it's super surreal. I there's so much weird stuff going on in this movie like that. It's not a weird movie in the like subject matter. It's not experimental in any way. But the way it draws from all those styles is super super interesting, and it, it's just a really simple movie. And I thought because of the name, it's going to be a racial slur in the title. It was going to be extremely racially charged and, you know, mailing it in for the Oscars or some shit. It's really modest in the way it uses this. It applies race issue to the story. It's super, super modest and down to earth, and it all makes sense. Um, it's like a slice of life period piece, uh, basically, with interesting characters. Um, it, it uses, like, a strange score that doesn't stay consistent. It matches the mood. But it doesn't sound like the other parts of the score, which is weird, and I like it. So, like, at times, there'd be, like, a whimsical Disney movie score over it. And then there's other times there's, like, indie piano music over, like, you know, more emotional scenes and stuff. And I really yeah. like that about it. it. 
it, it was kind of a, a weird wild ride. I, I really enjoyed this movie. It's really refreshing. Um, I think like super impressive for being such a you know amateur writer and director. And I yeah, feel like so yeah, he's just so yeah. previously he just acted and things. He did. Right? He directed some weird like movie that was like seventy minutes long, but um, he's technically this is directorial debut because this is you know where his the beginning of his career. You know that movie wasn't. Uh, I can see this being really popular once it goes on Netflix. Um, I think people are going to talk about it. Maybe I, I really do. Um, he's learning though. There's there's not a perfect movie. There's like flaws in the beginning. If I had to give it some like negative criticism, um, it would be like towards the beginning. The characters are a little obnoxious and they take a while to get used to, but eventually like they grow on you, you know, and you you kind of like, I don't know. At first I was like, all right, this is obnoxious. Um, and like, he just says fuck a lot. There's a lot of like him screaming fuck, fuck, fuck. fuck. Uh, but it's interesting. Like he gets his dad to play a Korean store owner across the street and stuff. And he has this like these arguments with this guy who's his dad in real life, but not in the movie. Uh, it's super funny at times. It's super goofy, super sad, super tragic and super thrilling. It's all those things in, in one little movie, like a simple version of all those little genres you know and uh i would s- seriously recommend this like if you guys are, you know <laughs> got that movie pass go go yeah. see it it's, it's probably going wide soon but um i'll give it a shot no it's really really like like, like i said you you'll know why when i say that it's like boys in the hood half nelson shot by terrence malick's quirk <laughs> slash 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 cinematography slash. is really good like really shaky camera like you know, throw, film it from whatever angle you think feels natural. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give anything else away, like story-wise, but the way the way it's set to, like, the 90s, I mean, it's amateur as fuck. Like, I can't help but look and see cars that are made in, like, 2005 in the movie. But it takes, you know... <laughs> Only you would notice that. I've, I've noticed that in every movie. That's It's sad, but I, it's like a, a drug. Like, I can't help but look. Like, like Squid and the Whale. Wrong. Like sitting there the whole time. It doesn't make it a bad movie. Like Squid and the Whale, I love that movie. But when they're driving, I'm like looking at all the, the 2005 released cars and stuff. You know, uh, it's not yeah. a big deal. Not a big deal. Um, but other than that, like it captures L.A. in the 90s so like beautifully in black and white. Like it's it's really interesting. I think you guys should check it out. Four. I'd yeah, I'll four, check it out. Four I'll, out I'll of eventually five. watch it. Okay. Very, very interesting movie. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's weird. I, I left the theater kind of like, wow, I don't know what to think. There's a lot of, a lot of weird quirks about this movie that I love so much. Okay. It has its flaws too, but I, I forgive every one of them. Right. Where'd you see this? Regal right now. They're, they're okay. playing it. Which what? sucks because they're expensive, but hey, you got that movie pass. We'll yeah. check it out once they drop it on Amazon. Notice. Hopefully wow. it'll be like sell the Netflix too. Mm-hmm. What else did you get? Anything else? Or? No, just uh, yeah. 20 minutes of Death Note. Well, okay. You should have finished it, man. Nope. I already know how she, Like, I Once I saw the first 20 minutes, as I know where this is going. Down cool. the I, drain. I chucked it. I see. All right, Harvey, you got anything else besides uh, Split and the main review? Nothing I want to talk about. Um, Nothing of note. What did you watch? Uh, I didn't watch too much. I rewatched a couple of stuff that, um, earlier in the week. Rewatch. I won't review it, but I rewatched. This is the end. I haven't seen it since theaters, but um, yeah, it holds up. It's you know one of those uh, 
What's his name? Gordon Green. He directed it. David Gordon Green. Did he direct it? Yeah, yeah, he did direct it. Yeah, it's another one of his movies where they rely mainly on the wittiness of the characters back and forth. And uh, it's a lot different than on Pineville Express, which I talked about last week, in that it's shot all digitally and it's, it kind of looks cheap after rewatching it the second time. Like, there's a lot of lens flare and a lot of like um, CGI fire that look like they didn't have enough budget to make it like real looking. I watched it recently for the first time, like months ago. Oh, yeah? And, uh,. I thought it was okay. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't I, it's it not anything. one of my. It's not my favorite of his, but I still think his best is um, super bad. That's Craig, no, that's Craig Matala. Craig Matala. Oh no, he wrote um, super bad. David Gordon Green. That's remember right? I thought it was Seth Rogen. Oh. Seth Rogen and uh, am I getting them confused? His friend. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Seth. Rogen yeah, I wrote thought. It too, I but... thought uh, Seth Rogen and David Gordon Green wrote super bad. No, it was Seth Green. Uh, Seth Rogen and his uh, friend. I don't remember his name. Let me just double check. But his, right, his writing partner. Um, yeah, because that uh, David Gordon Green and Seth Rogen wrote this film. Oh, yeah. So let's see here. Just, I can't remember their names. Evan Goldberg. That's who I'm trying yeah. to think of. Did he do this too? Hmm. Hmm. No, but I think that was David Gordon Green. Or, oh, he know. co-directed uh, This Is The End. Uh, yeah, it's probably just a big fuck fest. I always get them confused. Evan they're Gordon all, Green. They're all in their own fucking like quick. Yeah. So. But yeah, it's an okay film. Um, not my favorite of them. But you, uh, you can imagine they all direct that movie. Yeah, that's yeah. how it feels. Like yeah, it doesn't look like all. it has a style to it. Just them just having fun. And it looks like they're having fun in the movie, playing themselves. I think the best jokes comes from um the beginning where they're actually referring, uh Jay Bar- Baratol's character, he uh Baratel, he um refers to all the his friends by their whole names like oh thank you seth rogan <laughs> those are some of the best jokes to me but uh i watched a movie that i've never even heard of until this morning it's called rememory you guys heard of this hmm, this sounds no. actually familiar does it it came out in 2017 early it came out early in the year hmm? rememory and this movie is uh it's what it's not a word it's a word in the movie <laughs> the movie word can't just make up words this oh Peter uh, Yeah, Dinkle? it stars Peter Dinklage, um, one of uh, Alton Elchin's last film, if not his last, I believe. Oh, he plays like a detective and stuff or something like trying to find a Yeah, murderer. well, he's not really a detective. He's just a person that lost his way and looking for a purpose. But basically, the movie's about um, the scientist who creates a device that can show your memories for you. Yeah. And um, something happens uh, with one of his patients and one of his several patients kills him. And Peter Dinklage, uh, he has some kind of connection that is revealed towards the end of the movie, which is not known, but he kind of makes like a lie, a giant lie of how he knows this person and what's his purpose in trying to solve his murder. So it becomes a murder mystery throughout the entire film. Uh, There's some very melodramatic scenes with Peter Dinklage and why he's trying to solve this murder. And it kind of plays like those early, late 90s movies, like, um, for example, like Along Came a Spider, um... I love that shit. You know what I'm talking about? Like that era of uh, mystery and yeah. murder, mur- murder chaos. Yeah, like what they call what they call it, the bone collector. Yeah, the bone collector. That was more of a horror. This is more of like a thriller, I, su- I suppose. But uh, this movie had universal, just terrible reviews. I believe on Rotten Tomatoes it has a 17. percent And through, I didn't, I didn't know. This is one of those movies I just put on. Didn't know anything about it. Didn't watch any any reviews or read up anything online. Didn't even know who the director was. And uh, I would say this movie is up there along the lines of horseshit. 
Um, Peter Dinklage, uh, he's probably the only, if not the only good thing about this movie. Uh, everyone else, um, even uh, Anton, Anton Yelchin, he's. I feel like maybe he died during production of this movie because his characters, he's only in the movie twice, yeah. and in like two minute scenes. And, and for the plot, he's actually a big part of the story. But they uh, they only shoot two scenes with him, and then they just fizzle away his story. And I think that's due to his death. Damn. Yeah, which sucks because his character is actually interesting in the movie, and there's a purpose to it. But everyone else, uh, all of their motivations and why they're connected to this plot kind of fizzles away. And I think that's due to the main issue in the movie, which is the screenwriting. And uh, there's some there's some noticeably bad acting in this movie. There's <laughs> there's a scene where the uh, scientist's wife she's having a conversa- conversation with Peter Dinklage in the beginning, and she's telling the story, and she just seems normal, like as she could be like one of the. You assume she's one of the person who was responsible for his death, and then she just starts crying, and then she's happy again, but her crying just comes out from left field so far that it's unbelievable, and makes me think maybe I can act. People are people are doing it and they're in stuff these days, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't so. recommend this movie to anybody. It's I compare it to um, the Discovery where they take this kind of like interesting sci-fi concept, but then just uh, focuses on like the drama and the this redundant style of storytelling and kind of put in like the sci-fi aspect of the story on the back burner. Uh, there's a reveal at the end of this movie that is so predictable and you're just waiting for it. And when it does happen, you're like, oh my god, they actually went there. I was hoping they didn't go there, but they did. I kind of want to watch this. You, you should check it out. Um, definitely didn't <laughs> like it. Critical pan. It's funny, too, because I just said I would not recommend this to anybody who's like, into this stuff. But uh, it's cool to see Peter Dinklage in movies. That, that's why I like watching him. He's actually, with this director, he's doing two more films with him that's in the work. But uh, I kind of feel sorry for him. I feel like he should uh, work with somebody else. Because Peter Dinklage, he's a moldable person where he can, like, change his personality and his look for a role and, be and um, you know, captivate whatever role he's in. Because I really did like Station Agent. And um, in this role, I haven't seen too much of Game of Thrones, but um, I, I do like him a lot. But uh, I give this movie uh, one one out of five. And like I said, I did rewatch some other certified stuff. Certified horseshit? Uh, certified. Certified horseshit. You should start a... a- Website horseshit dot com. It's just a list of movies oh. and why they're horseshit. Mm-hmm. That's Certif- a good like certified fresh, be yeah. cer- certified horseshit. Like different levels of horseshit. Well, um, yeah, nothing too much to talk about it. If you watch this movie, there's something in this movie that's strange to me. It seems like there's something missing, like something crucial to the plot. I just realized and you're waiting for it to be unfolded in the end, but nothing comes of it. Yeah, I just realized what this is basically is. You ever watch this episode of Black Mirror where they ha- where they record everything yeah, yeah, yeah. dry? They're, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, like all it's their like that. There's another story that's like this as well. It's it's, it's almost like um Discovery Minority like Report black, as well. Black Mirror is ruining these movies because like Black Mirror yeah. is so well done, and, and then like, like you watch the anything Discovery else, comes mm-hmm. along in this movie, and you're like, well, you know, you can, good try. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's all I got. I watched uh, some like Netflix documentaries on like Bitcoin and stuff. So, but I don't want to get too much into that. <laughs> Rabbit hole. And you guys want to jump into the main stuff? I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. Nothing else? I got none. I got nothing. All right, let's talk uh, Wind River. Wind River. You won't get the answers you're looking for, no matter what you find. Why would your daughter run from home? I don't know why. She didn't tell me. Not here. You cannot blink. Not ever. This place, what it takes from us, what it took from you. I got lucky. 
luck that is in the city. Get your hand off that weapon! Wind River, directed by Taylor Sheridan, written by Taylor Sheridan, stars uh, Kelsey Asbill, Jeremy Renner, and Julia Jones, and what's her name? Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen. How can you forget her name? It's not on the list. I'm just reading off the list here. <laughs> they always like forget somebody on like always the, like one person. Yeah, like they're all it's probably the way like the main cast. <laughs> they yeah. forget the like main. Like she's literally at the bottom of the list, which is dumb. She's yeah. like the second so, main character. So Wind River, IMDb uh, flop synopsis here: An FBI agent teams with a town's veteran game tracker to investigate a murder that occurred on a Native American reservation. Steve, what did you think? Uh, so I'm gonna be honest. I didn't watch the trailer for this, uh-huh. so I didn't know what to expect going in. Uh, and funny enough, the trailer missells the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, they. It's the the trailer makes it seem like it's an action like pack. I remember seeing one thing on TV with like she's shooting, and I yeah. remember that. But There's I really a lot of stuff yeah, it wasn't trailer like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but I would. This is my my initial thought. It's just like very, like they were able to capture like this part of what is it, Colorado. Wyoming. 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 Okay, yeah. never mind. I was completely wrong. Uh, no, it was beautiful though. Close. Holy shit. It's close to where they are though. Yeah. Colorado. Yeah, they're probably near the border. Near the border. But holy shit, this movie makes it look so beautiful. And makes it look so fucking cold. And I would have to say, I, I, would, I think this is like, this movie's kind of like right up my alley. Because I love films like this. Very kind of like, like Sicario. heavy. Do you think... This is no. I'm saying you like Sicario. Yo, Sicario. This is yeah. very similar. Yeah, and uh, so definitely this movie's right up my alley. Kind of like initial, like even the first opening scene where you know she was like reciting this poem, and this girl's like running in the fucking cold, and I'm like, holy shit, what am I getting myself into? Mm-hmm. And uh, we get a kind of like beautiful but brutal story about it, like a group of people who've been like forgotten. That's what I, that's what I got away with. Sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's kind of like my initial thoughts overall. Word. Okay, Shomo. Uh, I'm with him, actually. The first thing I wrote down in my notes is like, I did not watch any trailers. I went back and watched them after the fact, but yeah. I think helping... I, I like not watching trailers. There's a, It's a double-edged sword because like... That doesn't make sense. I don't, um, it makes sense. I don't like watching trailers either, but... The problem is, how do you get yeah, excited you, for movies? Yeah, you gotta like, I would have never... If I never watched the trailer for Good Time, it probably would have just, like... Or oh. you can just watch everything. Sometimes I'm just intrigued by, like, yeah. uh, hearing the, the director or the cast and just knowing what they've done before. Sure, just, but, like... Just the, seeing it on one screen. Yeah, but there's always that instance where, like, Good Time, to me, in the trailer itself is a film. And, like, shit like that gets me hyped. I get hyped. But for the most part, I hate trailers. Um, and yeah, it's nice not watching them. But I think this is a a pleasant surprise. I think this could be... Like, for 2017, yeah. Th- no, I think it could be uh, in the Oscars. I don't know if people think are going to so? notice it. But um, it... Because I only say that because Sicario and Hell or High Water both are... You know, it's the same director. Or, sorry, writer. Writer. Yeah. writer. Um, and he has a sterile way of filmmaking. And I don't mean sterile because it's cold, because his other films are sterile too. Like, Sicario's sterile. There's no in a good he does, way. Yeah, he does. There's way. no tricks. There's nothing like, there's never a gimmick. No, with him. he's very, he's, he's like the serious Soderbergh. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a safe bet, it, it seems like, in his writing. Um, it's just really good fucking storyteller. Yeah, he just does this, this great job at these little, you know, thrilling, uh, 
dramas or whatever they are. What is this movie? Thriller? Drama? Uh, I feel like a suspense. Suspense, suspense yeah. yeah, but it's not, you know, it's not in the horror aspect. Yeah. Um, I think he's just one of those one of those guys. Um, I really enjoyed the movie. It's gritty and simple enough to keep me, like, on the edge of my seat. Like, what's going to happen next? No gimmicks, like, yeah. no, like, plot twists or anything. Like It was nice just to watch like a movie. It feels like a real investigation. <laughs> it feels like you're along the ride for an investigation. Yeah. And all the things that happen don't seem, like, like overwritten. Like, everything... I mean, it did say it was based on true events, but um, I don't know how true that is. But um, one thing I want to say is I absolutely thought Jeremy Renner knocked it out of the park. His... His way he carries himself in this movie, like he's he's not a it's not an over the top role. I mean, how hard is it just to play a quiet guy from Wyoming? I don't know. I'm talking shit. I don't want to act, but um, <laughs> but the way he did it, um, his lines were all great. Um, towards the end, there's a scene with him and another character that was really great. I think his charisma on screen was was great. I, I loved him in this. Mm-hmm. That's so funny because my first, very first note that I have here is that uh, this is by far Renner's uh, best performance, yeah, would, in my opinion. I would go that far, too. Mm-hmm. Harvey, you got some thoughts? Um, yeah. Uh, Steve said something about these being like uh, a forgotten people, which uh, that was like one of the main things that I really appreciated about this movie. You don't see Native Americans in movies very often unless they're uh, like... Uh, playing you yeah know. historical uh films like uh the revenant and stuff like that um so you don't get a look at like modern life like on an indian reservation or anything ever twilight yeah. my girlfriend pointed <laughs> out <laughs> no, my girlfriend pointed out that all these actors are from twilight too were they really a lot of them i've never seen twilight and uh it just leads me to believe that they're like the only ones they have access to um, like these are only like Native hey American actors. Where's, where's our where's that indian guy that's in all the other indian movies all right yeah bring him that's uh, all the they, father was in uh, Hella High Water, I believe. Uh, yeah, very well. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've seen that guy before and something else. I can't think of what to. But, yeah, like, when you think of, like, uh, well, the people, they really are, like, the forgotten people of the United States. Like, they have the worst, they have, like, the worst uh, poverty rates, the get the worst education they have the worst health care in the country like they are truly like the bottom of the country now alcoholism uh, runs rampant in their communities as well and drugs it's Mm -hmm. like the yeah they're they're the worst no no i see i've seen it a little bit in arizona it's pretty bad over there and uh yeah none of that ever gets like really documented or presented um they're just forgotten altogether and so it was really nice to see this movie with such a fucking compelling narrative. Um, yeah, this mm-hmm. is this movie is really great, and it was a surprise for me. I watched the trailer, but I didn't really think too much, too much about the film. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, it like literally had me on the edge of my seat. The action is really well, well done, and it's presented. I looked over for a second, and I was like, "Why is Harvey so close to the other seat?" <laughs> it's also he good. was yeah, he was hunching. I, I saw. Did he have to take a shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was also because I couldn't see, and because um, yeah, it got pretty intense. Like, Wait, you couldn't see? Yeah, I couldn't. Those really extra see. like eighteen inches helped that much. Well, we sat like pretty high up too, so I usually don't sit that high up. But um, it helped Sorry. a little bit. It helped me. It helped me focus more. Uh, putting my body in that position. Yeah, but, <laughs> with uh, your 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 hands under your thighs. <laughs> yeah, 
He got in that shit. Jeremy Renner's performance and uh, Elizabeth Olsen's are really great. Like, um, it says inspired by true events. I don't think any of this is true, but it is like I would imagine similar to cases that go um, Mm -hmm. that happen every year. Unsolved. I went on a deep dive online to find the true story. Uh, couldn't find one particular story that this was inspired by. Yeah. I think it was just uh, one of the hearsay say story that uh, Sheridan took apart when he was in the area and made it into a story. Yeah, I imagine it's just a bunch of uh, stories, things that happen way too often on uh, in these areas that we don't know about. Yeah, it seems kind of like we always thought that the West died, but it doesn't seem like it over there. Mm-hmm. It seems like there's yeah. areas and like territories, yeah. and there's like yeah, where places shit happens where yeah, and, shit, no one will ever know. Yeah, like, the government doesn't necessarily have authority over these things and uh like the local law enforcement they're either too inexperienced or like just ill-equipped to handle things like that there's actually like a i don't think it's a spoiler but at the end of the movie it says that there's no statistics for um native american women that are missing yeah so that kind of gives you like an idea of like how uh like uh their inability to track these things and uh just how horrible it is for a lot of these people and um and their lives like right. there's like a really powerful moment with uh jeremy renner and the uh brother yeah. of the girl in the back of that police car yeah and you can like, like yeah the hopelessness in his voice in that scene is yeah. really i think i think it's another great thing too what we see because someone can easily write this off like you know, saying, like, oh, some white guy coming in there and saving the day. And, like, I, I can second, I, I think I've read a couple things already on Letterboxd saying shit like that. Yeah. And it's just like, wait, but really? the, when I was <laughs> sending my way for the list. Uh, you know, it's send, funny. Send one of the way. first, I don't, I don't ever read reviews. I hate reading reviews. Um, but one of the first reviews I read was, uh, was, uh, from a woman. Um, her, her, uh, review was basically about how this movie captures, uh, male masculinity and how it, she didn't really understand it for that. Let me guess. Her bi- her bio said cisgendered. Uh, no, I don't know. It was no bio. Back. It was just an article online. But Oops. um, yeah, I think pretty much everything that we're touching on comes down to Sheridan's uh, ability to t- tell a well balanced story. Yeah. And you see this in his other stuff. I haven't seen Hell or High Water, but uh, I've seen Sicario, and Sicario is definitely one of my favorite uh, thrillers. And he's just a very smart writer. And we haven't talked, we haven't really dive into like the mystery in the movie because he's so good at telling like social themes and story. Yeah. And also implicating in or putting into a story that revolves like either action or some kind of drama. It's always shit that like, it's like an issue today. Mm -hmm. Like Mexican drug cartels, Indians. And and much of like you Native can tell Americans. since this is his first movie, uh, not a lot relies on cinematography, and just shooting action, but of a lot of it is just on the screenplay, and that's what he's best at. Is, yeah. is that's writing that's the, the story. Strength. There's like there is I would say like if I'm going to complain about anything, there's like moments that I found that there maybe it's because I had a terrible seat because I, I went there and it, was, and it was the worst time because that's where a lot of senior citizens go, like one o'clock. They took every seat, and I was stuck all the way in the front. Mm-hmm. So I'm like this the whole time. Well, you just probably got there late like an idiot. Right. No, Where'd I you go there, see it? I went to AMC. I went to Kips Bay. Yeah, those are reserved seating. So you picked a bad seat because you bought your ticket late. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, anyway. Got him. Exposed. Exposed. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's my theater. They call it. Uh, no, there was just like, there was like maybe a couple scenes where I noticed there was just, he picked some questionable like, like camera movements where I felt like it didn't need to 
Like it felt really? kind of yeah. It was just I like notice any of that. There was maybe it was just it was just maybe my theater, but there was just like it was a very intimate scene where they're in the log cabin and they kept cutting back and forth between Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen, and the camera was shaking. I don't know. Uh, if, was that? Do you remember that? Handheld. I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's just. I feel like to me, wait till you see Gook. I feel like I feel like it didn't feel like necessary. I like that. it better. I, I I'm actually I feel like a big fan more, of that style because if it was more, if, if if there was action or if there was just a different setting, but for them sitting there talking and it was cutting back and forth, and the camera was shaking back and forth, it just felt really jarring. What are you guys, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? I I, like I noticed that. that. I was there, just like, there's there was some. Uh, that's funny you mentioned that because while watching the movie, it seemed like there was some blocking issues in the film okay just the way that they're they shoot it but uh you know i didn't think about that till like after the fact i felt like when i was trying to well that's what i'm saying for criticism yeah exactly but what i'm I'm trying to say is that the yeah he doesn't there's not much style in the movie but because the story is so smart and it's told so well and it's fitting that they that he uh, he obviously calls the movie wind river based on the native american community of wind river because the story just sets a really good um, the location sets a very good ambience of Paints what, a picture, yeah. yeah, of what these people, their lives are like. Yeah, he's really and good this at character building that atmosphere too, and yeah. Um, yeah, just through the the interactions with the characters are so well done and are so realistic. And when the action finally comes, um, it's it's really impactful. I'm not, I'm not really sure why. I'm not sure it's because it's, it's he's just, made the he's like slowly built the tension and. Uh, it just feels like a very realistic, like when they go to the uh, house where the uh, junkies are at, right? Yeah, where the junkies are at. Like mm-hmm. it feels so fucking real. I'm not really sure how he does it, but yeah. it's, he's really good at that. With that, he's he's really good at writing suspense. And I'm starting to believe he's one of the masters of writing uh, suspense and thriller. And it's clear to me after watching his first movie where he directs his own script, uh, uh, when he gives a, another director his work, for example, Sicario. Um, it's very similar to Sicario because it's his work, but Denis Villeneuve took that movie or that script and brought the suspense to like a profound level, far superior to this movie, in my opinion. But um, yeah, it just shows like where he lies as a screenwriter and director compared to stuff that he hands off to the other directors. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but like his his ability to write so well really saves whatever. Like what you're saying, I think what you're saying is the script. Is it directs itself? Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, the way he the because way he writes is almost like not, he shoots. He doesn't what have exactly a lot of experience directing. He's not a Dennis Villeneuve. He's not like mm-hmm. a master. And he's also cinematographer. Whoever shot, it, I don't know who it was, but they weren't a Roger Deakins who shot uh, Sicario. Yeah, and I think um, his yeah his screenplay. It's not it's not going to be his Sicario. You add in Dennis Villeneuve's directing and and Roger Deakins cinematography. It transcends the film to like mm-hmm. this kind of like epic jarring movie but this movie is just simple and it relies on the script and mm-hmm. not the cinematography but yeah i get what steve was saying like, it doesn't bother me i actually like shaky camera i'm just like a thing oh. i have a thing for it yeah it's just like i felt like in certain scenes because, it just didn't work as well and it kind of like took me out of it and uh huh. I, yeah i say i say that's like if i'm going to complain about anything i would you're say gonna, you're that. gonna hate american honey <laughs> as, no shaky cam does not bother me it's just within the scene it just felt so weird because i think the film is so quiet and so still and when there's not action occurring i feel like it doesn't make much sense to put like 
because it wasn't even like close to their yeah, face. I, feel like I it felt see like this in like a lot of movies, though. Really, I felt yeah, like it was the, just like, the scene is like real quiet between two characters, and the, the camera just doing this. It was, but it was just like to the point where I know where I was just like, yeah. I don't know if that's what I'm saying. For me, if I'm going to complain, I'd say close. like that's yeah. like one yeah. thing that kind of threw me out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, I think I think it was a very I don't know, man. I just just the one thing it just made me feel fucking cold yeah <laughs> solid it's yeah. cool cold in the theater too <laughs> i was sitting there i was um, like it's like this, this show looks I, freezing i would say towards the beginning i didn't really like any of the a- actors except um jeremy renner but like what, what i i guess i'm really talking about his like ex-wife i didn't really like her she she seemed kind of like not an actor but that this is this is all if you're listening right now all everything we've said i think is extreme nitpicking yeah, it's like we have to find her, something. Her role is so minor that it shouldn't take you out of the movie. Um, and the, that one scene with the shaky cam, obviously, is minor. shouldn't take you out of the movie either. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, the I th- Renner's role in this movie is, is done very well. And I think his character alone represents pretty much the entire town and every character. Everyone's character, is, it sets a mood. Everyone's just very sad. And dark, and they, you know, they've had a trouble pass, and they can't really progress in this town unless they get out. And that's what his character is to the story, even though he's not one of them in the sense of he's not like a Native American. But I guess in movies hinted that he has Native American roots, right? He, well, okay. he, yeah, that's what I was going to mention earlier, where where they had a conversation. There was a conversation that was brought up where he was just talking about like, is that the only thing we have left is our land? And he's like, he's like. One of the characters said, "Is like this is not your land. It's like this but is our I land." I think there's a part and of the movie where it said, "My people." Oh, yeah, no, and I think was, I think his he, white people came there. Uh, hundred, not he's not a. Uh, yeah, right. I, I oh, think yeah, the only right. reason he was accepted is because I think he married into it, and they, I think he he had respect for the land as much as they did. Yeah, and he, classic and dances with wolves. So I think it was more <laughs> of accepting him into the culture. Yeah, I don't people. think this movie um, dances with wolves is kind of humorous when you think about it um but this movie i think his his relationship with the the tribal people is pretty you you feel it's genuine it's like brotherhood yeah. like you it's feel that genuine, they yeah. really do accept him like they they try to look past all the bullshit and like arrogantly or ignorantly hate him because he's white because mm-hmm. he, he truly is you know he, he hunts on the predators land. Yeah. on the yeah. land he he tries to protect their children and shit like that. You know, that's just human. You know, it doesn't matter what color you are. Yeah. It's beautiful. Man. <laughs> I like I like that for the most part this movie is a slow burner, almost in the sense of Fargo. But when the action does hit, it fucking hits. I haven't heard of it. Fargo, never heard of it. Oh yeah? It's a good movie. Check it out. <laughs> but yeah, there's a there's a couple scenes. There's not many of them, but there's a few scenes in this movie where the shit hits the fan and you're like, Holy it's fuck. Great. I love it. And you like Harvey said, you're just on the edge of your seat. And I like the way that Obviously, it's a murder mystery in a way, and the way they reveal that it's very different. Something that I haven't seen done before. They don't. It doesn't go into the the typical uh, who done it after they yeah. you know, kind of piece that, it together. That's, really, that's what I said earlier. Yeah. It doesn't have any gimmicks. It feels like a real investigation. Yeah. No, right. Well, I'm talking gimmicks. about just the editing, the way they piece it together sure, towards the end. Yeah, yeah. There, there's actually a character in the end of the movie who explains what he's done, why he's done. And that's just a summary of like this town, and the, that character is just pretty much just stationed there for a little while, and he's already into, he's already feeling what the town has felt forever. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like that exposition on that yeah. as well. Yeah, I think the story, like the overall plot, though, I think that's my favorite part because when you get closer, 
like this is I feel like this movie could easily try to do like a bait and switch and try to like keep it try to like it, it doesn't it doesn't do anything too ridiculous where you're like okay this is like a typical you know thriller it's trying to give you a twist no it's such a straightforward easy movie to watch and and even though you hear the word easy thing and like oh it's you know it's not that it's not worth watching I'm like no it's like lately sometimes it's okay to watch just a fucking simple movie and not just you know, be blown away, blown away by like you know cinematography and all these other things. It's just a story mm-hmm. and the characters, and it makes you feel something without it beating right. you over the head. And mm-hmm. that's another great thing. It just doesn't beat you over the head it's with one of its my favorite movies. It's like my favorite genre, right D- here. Don't beat you over the head. Just oh. simple thrillers, suspense yeah. thrillers. Like, yeah, just like like uh, bare bones. You know. Yeah. Right. You don't need to go online and read fucking threads on forums like, like, and be like, what the I hell like, just like happened? That's why I like Blue Ruin and like Green Room, stuff like that. Blue Ruin, um, yeah. Blue Ruin, I would qualify as one of those just simple stories. Yeah. It's just no fuss. You watch it. And but this one's a little bit more of a grander scale. It's yeah. Not. Yeah. I do like, uh, I also like that um, there's some scenes in the movie where they take time and shoot in like these procedural stuff that, uh, yeah. like for example, there's a scene where uh, he's in his garage and he's making bullets from scratch. Oh yeah, and I thought that was beautiful. I've never seen that done before. Yeah, there's all and kinds there's a, of yeah. There's a, stuff. there's another uh, there's another part where he's just setting up his gear, and whereas it, other movies probably just montage it, there's like they leave the camera there, and it's interesting for some reason, even though it's just very mundane stuff. Just little it details works. of them, like how they set up the crime scene, and like mm-hmm. let's be honest, have we ever thought that Hunters was actually a real fucking career for anyone? Be honest. Well, he, like, he has he has the yeah. same. Like, he I has, knew that was a career. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, like he has the like, same re- career. But I mean, like, like we all live in New York. Like, we, is yeah. there someone just like, hey, we got a fucking rabid raccoon. Mm-hmm. Can you go uh, take it out for us? I mean, <laughs> the guy with the, the guy with the rifle. Control. He has the same Tracks same uh, job as uh, Liam Neeson in The Gray. The Gray. Yeah, yeah where he oh, has, he's hired but, to. Uh, but when you think about it, kill predators. Yeah, I mean, he he worked for the Wildlife Department. Yeah, I just found it interesting because that's like something I have no context for in my head you know but it living seems like city. a cool job right it seems like yeah. because it's so intricate I mean, it's really. like showing you into a world that you don't lions that sounds kind of fun i don't know if i was more manly or bitch you don't even like snakes yeah that's true <laughs> fuck snakes i don't like them either but i'm not that scared. me and uh me kick a snake. off topic real quick me and my girlfriend was walking in dumbo and there was this guy with a snake around his neck and there was people taking <laughs> photos of him and they, they had another snake in a basket uh Dude, I didn't even walk around. I went back and just walked around the entire block. That's how bad it is. Is he going to chase you with the snake? My girlfriend's trying to pet it. I'm like, yeah, we out. (laughs) No, I'm okay. I'll be over here. Just let me know when you're done. But yeah, what else do you guys want to talk about? I want to talk about Elizabeth Olsen. Um, We talked about Jeremy Renner's uh, role in the movie, but I think, uh, well, I I do like Elizabeth Olsen's character just as much, if not more. Um, She's, I don't know, I think it's kind of like, indicative of how we like look at native americans and like how we treat them like she was like she was a pretty inexperienced fbi uh agent and but she was the closest one so she was the one that was sent out there and uh she didn't know what to expect and she had she got like kind of uh i don't know she got like thrown into their culture and uh she didn't know much about them at all and you get to see i don't know she gets to be like your your place eyes. point. Your, yeah, you get to be. She gets to be like your place point for like how a person reacts to being in this new environment. She, they're very different from her, like culture wise, and she's very different from them. And I thought that was a. 
That's a good element. Yeah, I thought she, it was really cool. She reminded um, me a lot of Emily Blunt's character, too, at times. And right. Sicario. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Similar. Well, I yeah. feel like, yeah, there's certain aspects are similar, but she's not hardened yet. Like, she's been, she's still fresh. Yeah. So yeah. there's things, like, there's a lot of great scenes where, like, you know, he tells her, tells her there's his story of what's happened to him, his life, Jenny Renner. They have this really intimate scene, and she's like, I need to, I need to go do something real quick. And it's like a really awkward, you're like, what the fuck? Like, why were you leaving? And then she starts like breaking down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot of these moments where you're like, she's still not, she doesn't have that like thick skin yet. She's still Plus hearing it, these stories and like realizing that's just like, fuck. It makes sense that they would send in like a less experienced person to, because it, it's apparent from the facts, you know, from the movie that. They don't care. They don't give a shit about murders on the Indian reservation. So why not send? Uh, that's one thing. At first, I was like, she doesn't seem like a very seasoned FBI agent. But like, I don't think she wasn't supposed to be. She just she was just the closest. Yeah, but I mean, she's also inexperienced. So it looks like she she would get stationed in some bullshit like that. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, there's a lot of comedy relief as well coming from what what is the uh, the chief's name? The actor who portrays him, Graham Greene. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I guess. Know, it was, yeah, it was like I guess it was some comedy relief. So it's just like you know, you made a couple jokes. As much very as you obvious, can, like as much as you can have in a film like this. Yeah, it's just like kind of like little hits right there. You just like, ah, there, there was one line that I was like, that could that's probably a real conversation. Like, don't you guys know it's spring or something? I don't know. It was so cold up there. Yeah, yeah it was like freaking. At blizzard. first, I was like, "That's a corny line," and I realized that's a real fucking corny thing you know, people would say. You know what this reminds me of? This is like I think it was like the closest adaptation to a <laughs> to like a book. You know those books you see at airports? Like it's like uh, those like John Grisham Wind novels. River. Yeah, like you can. I can definitely see this in a, in a bookshelf, like Wind River, and then you. Those are the books, you need and to just get like a photo of a wolf. Yeah, and it's just like you don't know what it's about, and then. It's it's like paper cover. Yeah, and but this is actually perfect adaptation. Like a lot of the writing and a lot of just the storytelling just reminds me of like one of those novels, those like paperback novels you pick up at the bookstore. Not to take anything away from the film, but it's just. If anything, I think they're yeah they should they should adapt more of those. Yeah, bring them all. I don't know. It reminds me like a film that like movies we really don't get anymore. Like we were mentioning like Bone Collector and all these like older like '90s like crime films. We don't get much like that. Mm I don't know. I, I want more of that shit. I love it. Yeah. Anything else you guys want to mention? I don't have much criticism for no, the I don't really film. Don't either. I really did. I really did enjoy it. It's actually one of the best films I've seen all year. It's a nice little gem. Yeah. That came out of nowhere, and it's, it's a late summer release as well. I'm sure not a lot of people want to see it. Yeah, big, yeah. big, big names, but like, I don't, yeah, I don't think people are gonna. Yeah. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. one of I th- those. I think what's really pushing it are the two lead actors, and then also, uh, you know, the writer, then, writer like Sicario, nobody. and like. When you see that Hell and High Water, you're like, oh shit! Like, that's the, that's for me at least. I'm like, oh shit! Glad to see Hell and High Water. I've been I would say that's out, my man. favorite. Missing out. The favorite yeah. thing he's written so far. More, more than Sicario. Oh. Dude, it's a really good story. It's great. It's, it's great. Sicario. So well, I think for, for me, Sicario just lies on Denis Villeneuve's way of directing tension. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I don't have much to say. Any other thoughts, Harvey? Uh, I don't know. It's a it's a great movie. Yeah, definitely worth checking. I, out. I do it's agree that it's it's a extreme, extreme pleasant surprise for me. Yeah. I honestly thought this movie from the trailer because I saw the trailer before. I thought it was going to fall flat. 
Same. Well, yeah, I really did. Um, I think now we know. Now we know if he's writing, it's probably yeah. not going to. Even, even from yeah. the very first scene, I was like, oh, wait, there might be something here. And then this movie just goes. Yeah, that first scene is what hooked me. That was like that opening scene got me. Like that poem and then just it was so quiet and then you just hear like that crunching of the oh, snow. Oh, we didn't talk about uh, the very short John Bernthal in the movie. I, I thought he was great. Like, yeah. Very he short. Also, he's always great. I had though. completely forgotten that he was in the movie because mm-hmm. he shows up like late Oh, yeah, up. he did. <laughs> he's actually, I love him. Yeah, yeah he's, he's great. He's, it's uh, nice seeing him in things. He just like, pops up. Yeah, he was in Sicario as well, but in yeah. Sicario, he plays a much, much different character. Yeah, actually, just, one of my favorite roles from him is he's, he plays a teacher in Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. Oh, yeah? And he's like... He, He's just friends with these kids, and he lies about them. Mm-hmm. Tell them the Vietnamese soup he has has like THC in it. Good stuff. Yeah, good movie. He was good in um, Wolf of Wall Street, and I I liked his character in um, Baby Driver. Yeah, Baby Driver. Yeah. He was also in another movie. He's in, uh, he's in he was everything. A, oh, it was a the fucking is it Fury? He's Fury. Really yeah, he was in Fury. Once mm-hmm. he uh, really Fury. killed it in Walking Dead, then he just started blowing up. Yeah, he gets like he gets a lot of these like smaller he, roles. Just one like, of the first movies I ever saw him in was in 2007 when I re- I went to Blockbuster and I rented four Elijah Wood movies, and amongst those was this movie called Zero Day. I actually remember that. You seen it? I remember when you rented four Elijah Wood movies by accident. Yeah, by and accident. then I realized, holy shit, I love Elijah Wood. <laughs> I still do, but uh, yeah, he was in this movie called Zero Day with. Do you guys remember? Was it Chris Pine? Chris Pine. Do we remember I don't Chris know. Pine? But I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's Chris Pine again? Captain Kirk. <laughs> Star Chris Trek. Pine. Oh, no, no. I'm not talking about that. Wonder What's, Woman. Damn, not Chris Pine. What's his name? From... Pratt. Uh, no. Um, Same shit, right? From American Pie. Jason... Wait, Wait he's one? in this with John. Oh, Chris Klein. Chris Klein. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah. And um, Elijah Wood. And they play guys who are just... They're... Their last weekend before they get shipped off to the Iraq War, and that that movie is actually pretty good. You guys should check that out as well. And that's one of his first leading roles. And I didn't know who this guy was until I saw him in, until again in Walking Dead because I don't think I've seen anything else. Yeah, uh, but he's a, he's definitely a working actor, man. He could tell like he just takes anything. He don't care. He's like, yep, yeah, I'll do, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll cool. fucking do it. Yeah, he's a cool guy. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Chris Klein, he needs to make a comeback. Does he? I so don't know. What about Emil Hirsch? Emil Hirsch. I don't know why I thought of him. He's doing a lot of B-horror shit recently. Yeah. yeah. What happened, man? In I thought he was going to be the next guy after Into the Wild came out. I was like, yeah, he's going to be the... That's Big my, things for that guy. Yeah. One of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. He just died. He, you know what? I think what ended his career, he did a movie called Woodstock, or Taken Woodstock. And that mm. movie was such a huge bomb. They didn't, shit. they didn't put him in anything big, like major stuff. And he was so doing all these mean, movies. mean, Hollywood. Jesus. I think it's because he actually has like a... I think he's got like a... An issue. What do you mean? Like a psychological issue. Really? You don't think yeah. he goes out for good roles and he doesn't get them? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, L- look into it. Quick question. You think I should watch Z- uh, Day Zero? This so- seems like something I'll be into. I he think just, you, I he think just I, said you should watch it. I think you should check so it out. So now you're asking him a question yeah. he already answered. This, yeah. this is what uh, <laughs> 18-year-old Sean was into back in the day. So. Well, yeah, you think 18-year-old Steve would be into this? Because yeah, I'm still yeah, 18-year-old Steve. Yeah. <laughs> At heart, you still are. Uh, but yeah. Um, rate? William River, I really enjoyed it. I'm going to drop my score. Drop uh, it. I'm going to give it a four out of five. Steve, drop that score. I'm giving it a four out of five. I feel like when you when you like watch those like uh, athletic like judging competitions, they, they hold raise up the, the numbers, sign. and they all mm-hmm. usually hold up the same number because they don't want to feel too different. Mm-hmm. Going four out of five. 
Nice, nice. <laughs> I feel like yeah, it's something. It was such a good movie, but it's nothing that for me like wasn't like yeah, cinematic I mean, perfection. It wasn't like this like. I mean, yeah, it was all. I mean, it was almost it was, perfect for what it was. But um, yeah, good movie, great, great little. Uh, I can definitely recommend. You know, there's one movie I can recommend to almost anyone and not feel like yeah. they wouldn't like it. Yeah, some movies I'm like American Honey is one of those movies. Like I fucking it's five star, maybe ten out of five. But it's more that five really comes from your own personal preference. Exactly, but this is a four from a general, which is pretty good. Four on a general scale, Forever. not on a show scale. It's pretty good. What about you, Harvey? It's uh, fours all around. Um, fours yeah. all around? Man, this yeah. last couple it, times, we've been feels, like rating a lot. I want to watch a, like, a, a well, movie next actually, time. Actually, you know what like, talk about next week? I don't, I don't know what it's coming out. Yeah. Okay, Give cool. Let's, uh, rundown. let's pick some movies for you next week. You guys remember The Rundown? Yeah, yeah with, the with, the, with The Rock and Sean William that, Scott. I think that might be his best movie. That's a good movie. Wait, That's did, The Rock's best movie. Did Peter Burke made that movie? I don't know about that. Let's check this out. I feel like he's done something else. I think that's a Peter Burke movie. Maybe. Peter Berg uh, funded uh, Wind River. Yep, he did directed he? it. He did? He directed, oh, yeah, geez. the rundown. Hmm, gotcha. A tough, aspiring chef is hired to bring home a mobster's son. What could go wrong? My boy's in there. Sean William Scott. Yeah, I love he was him. He's really funny in the movie. But, uh, yeah, so, as Jude, like, like uh, last week, we didn't have much to pick. This week, we don't have much wow. to pick either. Same shit. Same stuff. Let's watch uh, Gook. Gook. I mean, it, I don't want to. I would love that, but it's unfortunate. So, uh, here's the official list. Speaking of Sean William Scott, uh, he has his returning Goon, the last enforcer. Do you guys remember Goon? Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah, so there's a sequel now. Almost like Gook. In uh, theaters? In theaters with Allison. With, oh, Allison Pill. I was, <laughs> I was like, Allison Brie. Oh, shit. <laughs> but this movie uh, is doing okay. There's also Tulip Fever, The Layover oh, with Kate with Upton. The... Oh, the layover. I like the cast here. Kate Upton and Alexandra Daddario. That's not bad. Don't know what that is. <sighs> Why do you like Alexandra Daddario? Because of her cleavage and Santa No, because I like her performance. Come on. Oh, shit. What? I think her and Kate Upton have like a uh, intimate relationship in this movie. Yeah. I remember there was some stuff about this movie that it, it came out like three years ago or something like that. I'm not a fan of Kate Upton, though, and I definitely don't want to see her act. So, But uh, I don't know, guys. <laughs> Yeah, it's so not the, looking good. Tool of Fever is like the the sure like release, but I mean the let's problem watch is Tool of Fever. It's, it's, I saw that trailer and I was just like, sign I'm, me up. I'm burnt out on period pieces, dude. You've only seen five. Yeah, I'm burnt. That's five too many. Honestly, I saw the trailer for this and I was like, I don't know. Even I'm like, because I, lo- I love period I'm pieces. A sucker for but it. But this man. movie just nothing interesting about it. Cast is really fucking good though. Like, I mean, yeah, we Vickinder. got the Vickenders, which I like. Right? Christoph Waltz. Dane yeah. DeHaan. <laughs> Dane DeHaan. Well, I know we talked about it last week that uh, we there's a possibility that we can just go see Ingrid Goes West, even though it's like two to three weeks old. Since nothing good's coming out this week. Yeah, we're we're struggling here. This 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 it's week. It's a dry season. Yeah. No, it's this week and last week, but next week we'll I we'll swear be caught up. We'll be back on track. We'll yeah. What's, what's after next week? What's after next week? I mean, like, what's after like this week that we're gonna go see? Go see. It. You're gonna see it, right? Yeah, I don't know about that, guys. <laughs> Dude, we're going to pry your eyes open like in um, yeah. Clockwork Orange. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually I'm gonna genuinely, I'm genuinely gonna nervous. I'm water in a tube with a straw. I'm so <laughs> nervous dro- to watch this Eye shit. drops in your eye the whole time. <laughs> I'm like... Oh, but uh, cool. I guess we're going to go Aaron Goes West. That's the main review. Yeah, stick around. And I guess that. you guys can watch something else if you want in theaters. Oh, I will. Oh, you will? Yeah, Tom has this... 
this new thing. I don't know if you guys heard about it, but it's called Movie Pass. Yeah. Uh, and he can just watch. It's part as much of the movie. whole hype train thing. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna blow. Up. The, bu- the, the, the bubble's gonna pop. We all right. know. I heard about it on a hype beast. All right, guys. That's settled it. Let's in, move on. In hype bay. So we're gonna go with uh, Steve's topic here. Is it, topic? is it your topic? It is. I feel like it was more like everyone's topic. Uh, I'm pretty sure this was a Reddit topic. Oh, was it? Do you yeah. know? Does it say a user's name? Can we give him credit? His or her um, name. The topic is movies that take place in one central location. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tom didn't want to do place because he was like, no, that's too. So specific. we're doing like a. What? So I said place look. is okay. Oh, place is okay. Okay, so I mean, just place, ju- yeah. I have like a movie location. that takes place just in New York. I have a movie just that kidding. takes place that, in just a single location house. helps it. I don't I know. know, but yeah, I like the idea of a, a movie that just takes place in like you know a room or like just a house, a building. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm interested in see what you guys uh, conjured up here. Conjured, <laughs> like we manifested <laughs> yeah. the movie because something no, like from the dark world. Thank you, Reddit user Scrugulous. Oh, nice, Scrugulous. Nice. I like it. Thanks, I like bro. his username. <laughs> Thanks, bro. All right, Steve. Uh, okay, so my choice of the topic is actually perfect because it takes place in one room. Literally. <laughs> Can you guess what it is? The room. The room. The room? Panic room. Phone booth? <laughs> <laughs> is that a room? I mean, I mean we're not just saying one area. One area. Uh, no, closure. my choice is The Man from Earth. Oh, nice. That's uh, a good movie. That was a movie I recommended you. Yeah, but it's also a movie that... Uh, we were talking about movies that came out in 2007 earlier, and I saw that. I'm like, oh my God, I haven't thought about the movie in years. Uh, but basically, The Man from Earth is basically an impromptu goodbye party for a professor. becomes a mysterious interrogation after a retiring scholar reveals to his colleagues he, is, he has a longer and stranger past than they can imagine. So... Basically, this movie stars David Lee Smith. We haven't seen him since. God, I just looked at the movie he was just in. What's the location? Oh, uh, the location? It's just his living room. Ca- it's his living room. Yeah. It literally, just, the whole movie takes place in his living just room. Just these there. people having a conversation, whether. Basically, he tells it's, these people that. Uh, he's leaving. He's leaving randomly. And he drops a bomb that he's God. He's Jesus Christ, right? Oh, you just spoiled like a major thing in the movie. Is that a spoiler? Yeah, that's Look. a huge spoiler. No, it's not. Yeah, it he, is. He tells it within the first 30 minutes. No, he, he? doesn't. Oh. That's something that's like becomes like a heated topic later on. Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> well, oh, we're cutting this part out. We don't have to do that. movie's yeah. old as shit. I feel like it's still worth watching. But the whole premise of the movie is that this man gets together some of his colleagues and he's like, hey, guys, I'm leaving. And they're all trying to figure out why. Like, why are you just randomly leaving? He's just like, you know, I'm tired of this place. I have to go. That's and not after- a spoiler. He, that, that's the whole debate that he tells him At this. the end. So what's the debate in the movie? No, the whole the whole movie is just him being interrogated. Like they're telling him like why are you leaving? Why are you leaving? And eventually he begins telling the story and they're like, hypothetically, what if a man could oh, live so longer? He, he tells them that he, he basically he, this is him, like he's lived a life like So where does it take place? In his living room. Gotcha. Yeah. And yeah, what year did this movie come out? Two thousand seven. Word. And it, and it's such a simple movie, like you just didn't think much of it, but like as you realize like throughout the film it's just them finding out that he's like basically an immortal. Yeah. And and it's and but the dialogue is very done well. Like yeah, it's, it's just sm- like smartly it's, written. Yeah, it's, it just basically has a whole bunch of scholars in the room, and they're all they're all from different fields, and they're all trying to figure out like is like is he lying? Is he telling the truth? And uh, no, I think this is a I think it's a super intriguing movie. It's like an hour, hour and thirty minutes, but you just you don't notice it fly by. It's just so captivating, just the conversation and then 
trying to figure out like is he telling the truth is he crazy or does this really is this really happening like is right. he really an immortal mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's really good film i would recommend it to a lot of people to a lot okay that's a good pick actually yeah i uh, forgot uh, about that movie yeah i forgot about it too until i saw it and i was just like shit's good yeah okay cool any honorable <laughs> mentions or no 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 i only thought of one gem all right i thought it's i mean i can also actually i'll throw on an honorable mention uh the mist uh the mm-hmm. Mist is a Stephen King adaptation, <laughs> and it takes place wow. in a fucking uh, supermarket. It's yeah. <laughs> a good one. No. Are you talking about the remake? or I'm talking about the remake. Okay. Yeah. All right, Shomo. Um, so you, you said you'd have one. Deliver. Yeah. You look like you're fidgeting over there. Uh, I'm trying to charge my phone. I'm uh, critically... I thought you were uh, about to set up your spin table or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, back in the day, my nickname used to be Captain Obvious. Uh huh. Um, that's not true, but it might be after this. Uh, I'm gonna bend the rules. <laughs> I feel like I say that a lot. So when I said when I was like bringing this topic up, I don't think it needs to be uh, like sp- like strictly in that one location and never leave. But the movie, let's say like seventy five percent. I don't. I don't know. I don't know where this is going, man. Basically, I, think, be... I think I know where your pick is. Oh, man. I, I... You, you probably do. It. And I can't help but pick Castaway. I knew you were going to say oh, that. Because man. as you're explaining yourself, I was like, oh, wait. No, I actually don't think I was originally going to pick that. I feel like, um, fuck, what was I going to pick? You could have picked Room 1408. You could have picked so much great options. You mean the movie I just said two weeks ago that I didn't like? Oh, you uh, don't really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Castaway for me is one of those classic movies that everyone likes, um, and I usually don't like those. Like, like there are movies that I just don't care. I'm never gonna rewatch Titanic. You're never gonna watch what? Rewatch Titanic. Oh, I mean, sure. Never seen it. <laughs> yeah, kid. Yeah, it's a little small film. Oh, okay. It came out in the 90s. Mm-hmm. It was okay. uh, but Castaway, something about it just fucking shook me to the core. I'll never forget about it. Like, he's pretty much on an island. I've always loved, like, survival and stuff. And, like, the movie, the book Hatchet when I was a kid was, like, my favorite thing ever. Like, surviving in the wilderness. And, like, I just love that that setting and that, that like, just, like, I almost fantasize that I want to be him. But then, at the same time, I'm, like, it's terrible because he's a fucking victim. Yeah, because uh, I, I I love living off the land, even though not, I live in New York City and I'm kind of a bitch and can't kill animals. Yeah, it's I'll, confusing. I'll give you a survival rating. I watched this show called Naked and Afraid when I was uh, hanging yeah, out. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard you've seen it, that. Yeah. yeah, I would give you a survival rating of six out of ten. You think you could survive? Um, I don't know, man. Mm. I really don't know. I don't. <laughs> I have no fucking clue, but I'd like to go there for like a week and spend a right. week on the island trying to survive, mm-hmm. knowing that I'd be safe in a week. <laughs> um, I just love like the tropical setting. He's pretty much stuck on this island, and this island is his like home. And I know it's not really a place, like a building or anything, but it is a small island, and he is stuck there. And it's almost like a, a one tiny location. And um, I, I guess I can give you that one. It it's confined to that island, and he's mostly on that shoreline, um, mm-hmm. where his, his home is and stuff like that. 
And it's just, it's great. I mean, can you think of a, a better movie? Yeah. Yeah. The Man from Earth. Literally takes place in one room. Um, no, I mean, I don't mean, I mean, generally, like, that movie just, it's, it's as solid as a rock. and just will never, never fade away. Never. Right. Beautiful. Okay. Castaway, you made me watch this movie once upon a time ago. What? Or wait. Castaway on the Moon, I mean. I was like, wait, I made you watch Castaway? Yeah. Did I know you back then when everyone saw Castaway? He's just like, my yo, dad you need t- to watch this indie gem. It's Castaway. My dad took me to see Castaway in theaters. And right. I was just fucking thrilled. I loved it. Yeah. Little, little boy Shoma loved it. Robert Zemeckis. 14-year-old Shoma. That was your thing? I was not 14. I feel like you're always referring to your younger days as 14. Is that when you develop memories? <laughs> <laughs> That's when you remember. That's the like, uh, oldest memory. But here is Castaway. 14 Shobo. What year is Castaway? I'll 2000? look it up. 2099? Something like 01 maybe. I think it might have been 01. I don't know. But all right. Good pick. Any honorable mentions? Um, I brought it up on an earlier list and it was it was Locke. But, um, oh, I thought somebody was going to pick Locke. But also, I actually, you know, my, my other um, one would be Green Room. Okay. Most of the time, it's just in that little punk rock bar. Right, in the it, green room. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly in the green room, but it devolves mm-hmm. to the bar. Interesting. Then, yeah. This is one with the killer Nazis, correct? Right. Yeah. yeah neo-Nazis. Like, yeah, neo-Nazis. Mm-hmm. Not real Nazis. Okay. Harvey, you got anything for me? For you? Yeah. Okay. Got on the goodness? Phone booth. Just say phone booth. Phone booth? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, that's a pretty bad movie, actually. Um, it is. I but feel like I have fond memories of that movie for some I reason. I don't understand how you could have memories of that movie. I don't remember anything. I remember when I was I watched it when I was younger. I, I was know like, the whole time the voice was Keith or Sutherland. Keith or Sutherland. Yeah. My pick is Moon. Moon. Oh yeah. yes, I was. Oh about man, this. shit, that's a good one. Directed yeah. by Duncan Jones, son of Bowie, starring Sam Rockwell, and Sam Rockwell. Who also did one of the worst and movies of all time. Sam Rockwell. Oh yeah. Warcraft. Yeah. I saw that not uh, too long ago. Did you? Yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm uh, going to see this movie. I have to see it. So, just an update. Uh, Castaway was released in 2000. Okay, thank you. 2001? 2000. Just 2000. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Moon's a good pick. Moon, I liked it. Yeah, Moon's a really good movie. Source would have been a good, uh, Source Code would have been a good pick, too. Yeah? Because it takes place just in that room. That would have been a good pick. Uh, yeah. Which he also wrote. Yeah. Uh... Moon is one of the better sci-fi movies I've seen mm-hmm. in the past. What a twist! Decade or so, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it was really completely unexpected. Yeah, it's um, a good movie. Yeah, same as Source Code. Yeah. Uh, I remember I did a blind buy of Moon. They were having it on sale on Blu-ray, and Sean's just like, "You should do it." You know when Blockbuster was going out of business and they yeah. had the weirdest deals where it was like five Blu-rays for like a yeah, dollar. You know who had the best deals when they were going out of business? Circuit City. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, they were okay. selling box sets for like $10. Shit, it was so great. But yeah, I bought, it was a blind purchase. Circuit City, rest in peace. That's where I bought my first PS1. <laughs> Circuit City. Um, if I had to name an honorable mention, it's it'd be pretty old. Probably the thing... The I really, thing. Oh, okay. oh, the thing is great. I really love the thing. You know, um, kind of, uh, it's a sci-fi horror. I would right. say. Um, 
and horror is my shit as well. So Alien thought, is a good pick too. Yeah, I thought about Alien as yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Alien. I Gons. thought somebody was gonna pick Twelve Angry Men. I thought you were gonna pick that, Steve, because I know you really like that movie. Yeah, I really do like the movie, but there's so many. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I mean, we're just being clever by like picking like stuff that's not obvious. You know, right. like, there's The Shining and the, my pick. Um, my pick really only boils down to one thing: is that I love movies that takes place in the motel room in the middle of nowhere. Ooh. And it's just about the, that story, and identity. You, no, well, that's actually not a bad pick, but identity. I'm not a cra- I'm not crazy about that movie, but um, my pick is Bug, huh. and it's an, and so one of uh, Michael Shannon's uh, feature where people start to recognize him, and it stars Ashley Judd, and that's before she pretty much stopped making like big bigger movies. Now she doesn't do shit, but stay at home. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know she's at home. I'll fuck it up. She don't go out to restaurants. Yeah. She don't. But yeah, I really like Bug. Shit. Bug is about uh, I don't know if you guys remember it too well, but it's I saw about it theaters a lot when it came out. Yeah, it old. it's good. I liked it. It has a uh, Harry Connick Jr. and Ashley Judd. Michael Shannon's great in it. He plays just like this army vet who's just paranoid that the government has infiltrated their room, their motel room, with these tiny bugs. And it's a lot of exposition on that story, um, or that aspect of his life. And it's the dialogue's really good. It it builds suspense and, and tension from just what they're talking about, and it has a a pretty good outcome that I liked. And I like the way it looks. It's shot very still and dark. The room is pretty cool looking. It's like kind of lit with like this darkish green brown. But yeah, I've, I'm actually gonna rewatch Bug. Talking about it now it makes me excited. Cool. But uh, yeah, I don't have an honorable mention. Um, I was gonna pick uh, Panic Room because I do like Panic Room. I like yeah. that that uh, it's a forgotten um. Fincher movie that not a lot of people talk about in his filmography. Sure. And has a good performance by Jared Leto, surprisingly, back in the day. Surprisingly. Back in the day, I wasn't crazy about him until I saw Chapter 23. Um, but yeah, that's my pick. Dallas Buyers Club. He was good in that. Um, Weird. I'm going to give a shout out to Ashley Judd. She doesn't act so much anymore, but I think that's because she's like a huge like social and political activist. Yeah, and, that's what she's been doing. Yeah. But, uh, Which is probably more important. Yeah, but I mean, Trump won anyway, so she's wasting her time. So she should probably get back to acting. We this is the second <laughs> Ashley Judd uh, reference we talked about. Or I brought up uh, Long Came a Spider. She was in that, right? Yeah. yeah. But I like Ashley Judd. I remember when I was in uh, when I was in senior year, I used to Google photos of her because she was. Uh, I thought she was very attractive. And I remember that having a crush on her. Wow. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. It's good stuff. Riveting. Riveting yeah. stuff. But uh, that'll do it for me. Anything else you guys want to mention before we no. play the game? The infamous game, 29 episodes strong. I've never witnessed such a beautiful thing. Right. So, Harvey lost last week. Uh, he's going to roll again. As per usual. So, this is the game where the highest roller assigns the movie to the lowest roller out of a 12-sided die. So, Harvey's... Performed uh, with a 12-sided die. Right. So, Harvey. It's economical. Try not to lose again. I feel like you watch a lot of movies now because of this game. It's kind of bullshit, actually. <laughs> um, All right, here we go. Logan Lucky. Oh, Ooh, Har- oh, Har- Yo. It stopped on two. You might have to pick a movie now. I yes. mean, that's the highest number you All can right. get. So I'm going to roll. Dude, he st- he, it stopped on two. And yeah, it was weird. To 12. I was like, oh, I got so sad. Well, I lost. I got a three. <laughs> All right. Steve? has got a three. Give us a good roll. Not one of those Shomo flops. Eleven. Well, you're you're cleared. Can I get a one or a two and Please be punished get, by Harvey? Get, get one. You assume you're gonna be punished? 
Oh, fuck. Oh, looks like Sean lost. I got an eight. Looks like Sean's uh, solidified in the loser spot. All right, so Harvey, I know you're going to pick something for me that, um, is it a punishment or treat? It's a, I consider it a treat, but I guess we'll see how you feel about it after you watch it. It is summer hours. Um, It Mm. came out like around the time we graduated high school, actually, but I didn't see it until earlier this year, I think, or something like that. Um, Who's in it? It's uh, the only person you would know is uh, Juliette Binoche. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't know anybody else. I don't think so. No, no. it's a French film. Um, okay. I, I mean, I watch a lot of French movies. Well, I don't know anybody <laughs> else in the movie except for uh, Juliette Binoche. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. yeah. I'm interested. I, I, I do know the movie. It's been in my list for a while. Uh, I showed the trail to my girlfriend a while back, too. It's on, Nef- oh, it's on Amazon, I think, for free. Sweet. Good pick. All right, that's pretty much what for me. I don't have anything else coming up that I want to talk about. So we're going to watch Ingrid Goes West next week. And uh, anything else you guys plan on watching in theaters besides that? Patty I know you cakes. guys talk all about this movie pass thing. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can catch. I want to catch Valerian. I want to catch <laughs> Ghost really? Story. I want to catch. You should catch them all, man. We'll see how much of this you watch. Yeah. It's all about timing. You know, me working all the time, I really... It's hard for me to go to the theater. When I get, I, I nice. pro- make a promise to myself. When I get my movie pass, I'm gonna go try to see a movie every night. That's not gonna happen. Why not? Uh, I don't. I think any... he could do it. Just I because think I can do. It. I watch yeah. a movie a night at home, anyways. That's yeah, different. It's exhausting. I love. That's my dream. When I was a kid, I remember my parents would drop me off to the movies Friday night, and I would say to myself, "If when I grow up, I'm, most of my money is gonna go to movies and watching a movie every night in theater." Most of your money. That's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, but now it's <laughs> like. <laughs> Now you don't. Now you don't have concession. To I love pass. popcorn. The nachos. Yeah. Yeah. I I do. I caved the first movie I got with Movie Pass. I was like, I'm saving so much money. I got yeah. popcorn. Me and my girlfriend That's got a soda. I, get I, I got when I, cookie dough bites. When I first saw <laughs> Born uh, <laughs> Born Supremacy, my parents dropped me off because uh, they were gonna shop for linen in the mall, and I I liked it so much. I sat. The first time, and then I sat through the, the credits and watched it again the, the second time in it's a ridiculous. row. <laughs> they didn't check. They didn't kick you out. No, they didn't kick me. The one guy came to clean, but he just looked at me and left. My um, my when, <laughs> when my friend's parents would drop us off, they would give us money for the movie. Mm-hmm. We'd be like, bye. And as soon as they drove off, we would uh not go to the movie, and we would just jump in bushes and buy mm-hmm. f- junk food and fucking trash it. <laughs> Yeah. Jumping bushes. This is not a good podcasting. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no. Want to wrap up? Yeah, we'll wrap this shit up, man. <laughs> well, What's with our childhood stories here? No, what I'm saying is just ironic I, that like his parents dropped him off in the movies, and he actually did the the right yeah, thing right. and went and saw the movies. And I was just like, mm-hmm. wow, and they dropped us off. I think any <laughs> sensible kid would rather watch the movie than jump in bushes. Right? Well, yeah, that's so. that's my logic. <laughs> no, but we did watch movies. We rented movies over the weekend and just watched man movies. We right. just didn't. We used that money. It was a it was a marketing scam. Mm-hmm. We take that money and we'd buy delicious food yeah how much uh how much money can you say you you uh you scored overall uh, uh well if you factor in that i spent it all on like friendly's chicken fingers zero <laughs> so i got a question <laughs> now that you guys got the movie pass and you're able to use it um do you guys gorge at the concession no no i no? Re- actually i just saw a movie didn't get any it just it no. was that one time where i was like you know you're what? saving like so much money there's no point in, in spending it all over again. So yeah, yeah I don't. Do, but the thing do is, I do that and still get it. I don't. So yeah, I don't I feel need. Like to eat. I could get double now. 
Yeah. Um, in Florida, I used to sneak stuff in, but it's a little bit more difficult here. Yeah. But not that much. But mm-hmm. okay. uh, we'll cool. see. All right. Give us a sign off. Let's get out of here. Uh, follow us on uh, social media. Do the right film on everything except for Instagram. Do the right film underscore podcast. Mm-hmm. We uh, have to get off social media. It's just not going great. We have to. Uh, I think we should go backwards and start sending out letters. Like like e- yeah. email or just like just sending out letters. Like floppy disk of the podcast in letters. Floppy disk. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's gonna be fucking. It'd be waste. like a. It'd be one audio word per <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking disk. <laughs> one word. Or cassette tapes or something. CDs that I make. Make it like Sean's mix episode two review Wait, on life. I get people pass out mix tapes to me every day on my way to work. Should Same we do here that? on the train. Yeah, should we do that? Let's do it. Actually, uh, but USB sticks. That'd be yeah, dope, right. Last week I took an Uber and the guy said I could play music and I played the podcast. You're lying. I swear to God. Oh, he thought he was going to say, wow, this is really and good. It, it was funny, too, because I didn't set it up. I just played it. And he just, Did. he listened. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds awkward. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this guy playing? <laughs> and, I, and every now and then I would throw in, like, oh, these guys are good, right? <laughs> It's like, dude, it sounds just like you. This is your shitty podcast. Yeah. I did a, a Instagram snap of it. You didn't see it? Oh, no. man. That's no. fucking priceless. I didn't know you did that. Uh, that yeah. the best. If I took more Ubers, I'd do it. But I told my girlfriend, <laughs> if I, uh, when next time I do an Uber pool, I'll ask for the ox and play it. So oh, that's the way you yeah. promote our podcast. So are you just saying you're going around Brooklyn playing oh the God, podcast to great. Uber drivers and yeah. people? But are only just pools. Only I'm like, oh, guys, I got this I'm hot I'm just track. imagining three drunk girls in the back. <laughs> And then there's a song, and then, welcome to Do the Right Film. My name's Sean. <laughs> and I'm just staring at them from the front seat. You guys like it? You guys like it? It's good, right? Adjusting the mirror to look at them. You can see who you're pulling with, too. Like, it shows you on the thing. Yeah, so it says their name. See, they'll see Sean. Yeah. Right before I leave, follow me. It'd be better if uh, you could, like, message them after. Hey, it was nice pulling with you. By the way, did you uh, check out that podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That'll do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Check out the website. Did you mention that? Yeah. Do the right film. No, check out yeah. the website. Uh, mm-hmm. tell Instagram. Us what you think? Um, you can send messages and give us feedback. Uh, yeah. Ideas. Tell us what you think about this movie pass thing. Tell me if it's worth it. Don't tell us about movie pass. I'm kind of overhearing it at this point. <laughs> Don't worry. We're gonna bring it up next week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what happens when you're not part of the club, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was a part of the club before all of you were a part of the club. I don't. I don't really don't appreciate this right number. now. <laughs> really? What year? I don't know, like two years ago. Oh, I had it in 2015. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, I yeah. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> I was wow. gonna I was gonna talk I was gonna talk more about it, but I was like, nah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Save the interview for next because week. mine would have been a whole discussion. Yeah. <laughs> Save for next week. Uh, if you want to talk about, it, we'll we'll hit stop and then you can talk. About okay. It. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Yeah. Thank you so for listening, food. everybody. Um, We'll get on track next week with the the up to date releases, but right now, I mean, I'm it's sure pretty slow season. I'm sure you don't want to see Tulip Fever either. So, okay. thank you for listening. Okay, appreciate you. All right, you are appreciated. We need a catchphrase. And they see, I know.